And I love the fact that you'll just post the same meme over and over, like the, the dog sniffing the other dog's butt. Or, or, Dude, that's I, <laughs> or, I, I. I don't even know. Like, I love that. I love that. I like that. The fact that that's a sticker is hilarious. And now it's just become like I just throw it in randomly just to break things up. <laughs> My, I just love the crazy emoji, the crazy eyed emoji, the one with the Whoa! like. That's my favorite. But you, you like, you go outside. You get like a meme I go, or I go stickers, sticker. gifts. Yeah, it used to be that fucking cat hugging or purring or whatever like that. Now it's the dogs sniffing each other. Oh yeah, uh, what's it called? The 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 one where it's like the cat, the girl yelling at the cat. So I don't remember, but yeah, there was one that was consistent for a long time. So hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> hey, it's episode twenty-five. We're doing. Hey, look, it's lucky great. driving. Episode you know, twenty-five. Episode one twenty-five. Did I say one twenty-five or twenty-five? I, I didn't hear the one. You probably did say it. It's lucky. Here's the thing: get the hell out of Dodge. Eh? <laughs> That's lucky. Going. I got to get back home. It's been over a year. <laughs> Lucky was 14 pounds now. He's freaking living the good life over. We have a guest cat here this week, too. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that was going to happen last week. How's that been? Yeah. It, like was rough at, it was rough at first, but they've adjusted. You know, he's a he's a big white, white cat. Yeah, look at all those cats. So now we got a white cat, a mixed cat, and two black cats. It's everything going on. It's America yeah. in your house. Jesus, yeah. yeah. We got it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. First, everybody was fighting. Now they're kind of getting along. One just like this one, week. The other one right, exactly. <laughs> One's bullying this one. This one is bullying this one. And it doesn't make any sense that this one bullies this one. It's like, I don't know. It's just weird the way it works out. I guess it's like when you're a kid. That's what I told my wife. I mean, you know what? I got bullied a little bit when I was a kid. So, But I would still bully other kids because it was the pecking order. Because I got bullied. I don't want to be at the bottom of the pecking order. If there's some other kids here that I could bully, I'm going to bully them too. Even though I know it's not right, it happens it's to me. Crazy. I know it makes me feel like shit. Huh? I, it's Like, literally, your cat life is mirrored like the real world, uh, at yeah. least in uh, America, the last week. And there we got a Davy, a Davy pick coming in. Brandon cheering us all up with Davy. Oh, we're recording already? Jesus. We are recording. Everyone. I realized yeah. you guys put it on. I'm just sitting here, like, not even talking. Yeah. We saw we saw we're recording. Yeah, he yeah, announced it. He announced day. it. He was too busy looking at fucking digging up cat things and yeah. I'm supposed to be the cat guy. He's got cats, dogs. I'm, I'm digging up together. real cats. <laughs> digging up Romero. Can you believe, Dave, you said one twenty five. That's what we were joking about because I, I didn't hear you say one. But we've done twenty five episodes since we've gone Patreon exclusive. Twenty five episodes. A quarter <laughs> in eight months. We did a quarter of what we did. Leading to the hundred range, isn't that crazy? Wow! Now that you put it in perspective, yes, it's because it's three a month. It's three a month. That's all there is to it. That, that's what happens when we numbered every episode. Now, wow, man, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, we, we well, just start lettering episodes. <laughs> we did. Lettering? That was that was the solo cast. If we were the solo cast, we would have been at a hundred or closer because that was twenty nine A, B, and C, which uh, would have yeah, been better if it was. B, C, and D, but <laughs> we, weren't true. That, we weren't that savvy back then. Yeah. <laughs> Except your editing skills were. <laughs> oh, he was great, wasn't he? Man. <laughs> that was a rough week. That was a rough couple of weeks because we had uh, the solo cast and then we had fucking Lauren giving that 11s like the next show. <laughs> yes, like <true. laughs> That was some shit, huh? Yeah. Wow. Dave, I don't yeah, know what it is, 
but um, you're sounding like Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know. Is this connection doing that too? He sounds uh, very. Uh, uh, yeah, like. Oh what God. happened now? What? Dave, you seem very tired. Are you okay? Yeah, I don't understand. What happened with uh, my it, my computer? It, now it sounds fine, but it just yeah. it, to me it got like echoey for a sec. Echoey and a little lethargic, like. But but yeah. Dave sounds yeah. lethargic right now. And I'm just starting on my coffee. I didn't get my fucking shower in. Of course, I never, ever, ever wake up right away on a Sunday morning and take a and, and eat breakfast like a work day and take a shower right away. Never. Only since the last three weeks when we decided we had to do Sunday mornings. So I set my alarm this morning just like a work day. I got up and went downstairs, had a quick bowl of cereal, a banana, cleaned the cat litter, went upstairs, about to get in the shower. Wouldn't you fucking know my wife's in the shower? This never fucking happens that I have to wake up and she's never up doing that before me at this time of day. The one that's why I call her the wrench. Every fucking thing I do, she throws a wrench into every fucking plan I have in life. Constantly. Is she aware that's, that she that's called her wrench? I don't know if she calls me. I don't know, but Is I Is she call aware her that's her nickname? You should get her like a like a football jersey. Hey, wrench. The wrench on, on the back. <laughs> then hey, I wrench, can't shower. Come fix this. <laughs> Now I can't shower, so I said, okay, I'll shower after football. It's no big deal. I showered late last night. It's not a big deal. I'm fine. I got the whatever the fuck I'm doing. Who am I going to see? These guys and my father and my brother for football. I'm not going to be stinking. I'm not worried. So I'll shower after. Now I'm going to actually go downstairs, get the coffee, relax, pull this up, maybe eat a couple of pita chips before I come on, be in a good mood, chill, sip puppy, on this. What about pita chips? Exactly. Yeah. And we're busting your balls. But, but <laughs> now all of a sudden, oh, can you feed the fucking the cats that are up my ass? I got to do this. Could you feed the cats fucking soft food? Now there's four cats. Now I got to go looking for the fucking cat bowls because it's special bowls for soft food. It's not this. Now I got to fucking dig up soft food, do this, put them on different plates. Then I put one plate here, one plate here. The other cat's up my ass. I put a plate here. I put I put one on the floor because the new cat's up my ass, the, the guest. So I put it down next to Lucky's on the floor. And these are little fucking plates. Little plates. They're not they're like, you know, the kind you would put your um coffee it, on. You know like, a, I mean? like a fancy feast plate in, from the commercial. It is like a fancy feast thing because I can't find the other ones. I ask her from the room. She says something or other. I, you know what? Get the I don't have fucking time. Get out of the I shower. Get the old plates. <laughs> Wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wrench, get out of the shower. Now, I, now, yeah, now, now that's my quest. Now I got to do this. Now I got to feed them. I got to make sure it's clean before the fuck she comes downstairs and everything else. I have something to say. I do everything. I couldn't hear. I plug the computer and I'm running around. I go with her. She's yelling about something. I go with her. Why'd you put one of these plates on the floor? And I said, listen, there's fucking four guys. I go, that's for the white cat. I said, fuck, we come down here. I was rushing around doing this. I'll be right back. Then I fucking go upstairs, clean them up. That's another good. Bottom line is, even though for a second I thought I might be able to sit here and fucking chill, the wrench threw fucking two wrenches at me in fucking ten minutes. It never fucking ends. <laughs> it is. It's every fucking thing. I'm walking along, minding my own business. And it's like fucking someone throws a fucking wrench at me from a car going down the street. Oh, boom, right in the fucking teeth. Oh, well, your right day wasn't going to be that easy now, was it? Uh, that's Don't just, I call that married life. That, that, that's there, just a reality. You Wait, you Don't have a wrench get married, too? <laughs> yeah, she sure does. No, she's, I can hear. She's a fucking socket. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
She's got different sizes. She's got this one. I got used to that a long time ago. I'm like, well, I'm planned out for the week. <laughs> I just want to live stress free. I mean, I take every precaution. I'll wake up with enough time to do this. I do this. I, you know what I mean? I do everything. I'm very scheduled. And it, it, even I give myself time. But when somebody fucks with that schedule, no, now I got to deal with it. Now I got to have the coffee a little late and I got to sound like I'm fucking Sleepy Joe or some shit. Isn't that a rapper, Sleepy Joe? <laughs> no, that's your president. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. President rapper. No, there was a rapper called Sleepy something, wasn't there? Sleepy Floyd, was that a rapper or was that a boxer? No, I don't know. Brandon like should it. know if it was a boxer. Brandon? Sleepy uh, Floyd? Maybe he was a Whoa. baseball player. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it <laughs> Fuck, I'm so sleepy. Yeah, I can't wake up. I'm going to look I can't wake up. up. <laughs> I find that very funny. <laughs> sleepy Floyd, I'm sorry. He was a basketball player. Okay. okay. An American basketball player retired. Okay. Who was Why did I think he was a rapper? Was Sleepy Joe a rapper? Or no? Wasn't there a rapper called Sleepy something? I'm going to write in Sleepy Rapper now. Let's see what comes up there. You're going to get pictures of like Kanye taking a nap. And... Yeah. No, there's a South Korean rapper just called Sleepy. South Korean rapper. I love you, love you. I love you long time. I love you, love you. I love you long time. This guy's Is he? In Korea? There's articles. He's all over the fucking place. Is he the Korean Elvis? Yeah, but listen, I'm telling you, he's had a thing on Pinterest, fandom, fucking Scoopy, Ellie Coop, rapper Sleepy, and uh, Sleepy's on Scoopy. Uh, yeah. L Pop, I don't know what the fuck this is. Rapper Sleepy talks about struggling with money and mother's illness. Yeah, he's a fucking big deal, Sleepy. I'm heard, telling you, there used to be I a heard he eats a live dog on stage every show. Is he Michael Myers? Yeah, he's <laughs> Carpenter Korea. Myers. Prick. It's Korean that eat dog. Uh, it was Chinese. What? Is it? It's all of Asia. Well, let's, 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 let's just generalize. We're very politically correct here. It, we're just generalizing. They love dogs. Long time. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> See, at least uh, we can joke around about this, and and, and and it's a joke, and people know it's a joke. Unlike some people on Facebook, you say a joke, ooh. and they fucking uh, jump down your throat. Holy fuck, come on, all of these people. You can't say nothing. You can, you can blow a fart and say, Turner, you're in the wrong direction. Face your ass cheek to the fucking 30-degree angle. What's the matter with you? You know? Holy fuck. You, hey, you, got, a, you got a fart now to cover up a cough. That was a joke. <laughs> Where, that I that joke was just sit on... Uh... It was from Host. That was it. It was on Host. That was. Yeah. I, I thought that joke was a classic. Yeah. I thought it was going to say stern. I was going to elevate it to that level. Host. Yeah. Yeah, Host. Nine out of ten just for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> a nine out of ten just... podcast, absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully, this will be a nine out of ten. I don't know. It's going to be a quick one. That's going to be a, a bit of a problem. I have notes that are going back a month now that I can't get to them because you know there's there's a reason every week we're, we only have so much time. And now this week we don't have any time for any of that bullshit. We got to get right into four four movies. It's simple as that. It's the Purge franchise. We have to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Purge franchise. Who picked it? I want to say it was Catherine. I could be wrong, but I'm going to have I to look all that I feel like you're right. I watched this earlier in the year with my daughter, of course, because I watched the Saw series, the Purge series, and a couple of other movies that are now coming up. And I was like, I'm only going to watch the first Purge again for this because I've seen the other ones numerous times. The first Purge I'd only watched twice. How so, in the hell 
Can the first purge be the fourth purge? <laughs> Don't even get me started, motherfucker. I, dude, I, ugh, <laughs> why, I talked why, about it. On, I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, what's his name? John Witherspoon. Why is it every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen eating all the food? Wrench? From Friday, uh, from Friday. For me. I'm in the shower, you're on the shower. All the, all the pig's feet, all the hogs, mom. Well, we will get to the first purge last. The <laughs> the reality is though that it's not the I ended up purge. That's the I, funny part. I watched that. I watched that one again, and then I'm like, I gotta watch all the other ones because then what ends up happening? Other than the first, the other three kind of blend together for me. The first kind of stands alone because it's more the contained that. home invasion style, and then the other three are kind of like the the, the crazy apocalyptic. Uh, version so like that's why they kind of they're kind of like they just blend together a little bit not in a bad way very solid series I'll say that out of the gate what gate are you coming out of what are you a horse he's a horse I am a horse Canadian horse except for the cock (laughs) I was just gonna be (laughs) your your throat sounds scratchy you must be hung like a little horse a pony (laughs) a pony (laughs) Oh, man, that title thing is crazy. I, I even got into a conversation yesterday about it, and it led to confusion. And I was on 22 Shots the night before, right? Not yesterday, two nights ago. And I was talking about the Purge and, and how what a dumb name it was. They call it the first Purge, but the first Purge is actually the last Purge. But the last Purge actually was in part Purge 3, if you want to go by that, because that's the last Purge you're ever going to have. So then you call something the first Purge. You can't talk about the first movie and say, oh, did you see the first Purge? Uh, no, which, which one are you talking about? Oh, the first one. Well, wait a minute. Number one or number four? That was a trick question on the trivia, Dave. The one that you feel like you got hosed on. That was a good question. JP said, "What? when was that the was first a, Purge released? That was a pretty good question, but JP's dumb. He thought because he had one clever question. JP's just a big fucking dumbass. I love him. But there is going to be a fifth Purge. Is, There's a fifth Purge coming out. Yeah, the Forever Purge. Was yeah. How could that be? That makes no sense. How could there be a Forever? Well, they're going to have to set it way in the future because after the events of three, when the senator comes in and wins the election, the whole thing was about banning the Purge. So what are they going to set it? Twenty years in the in the future, they they unbanned it when she has to step down, or that's what's going to be weird. It's another thing. It's well, got to be way re- in the future. This is this is one. It's not even. I don't think it's going to be an issue. But this is one question that I had because in part three. Her event where she's tortured on Purge Night with her family is 18 years ago. And the Purge starts, the first Purge ever, is in 2014. That means, and that was in Staten Island only, which means if she was tortured, it had to be the earliest or the latest. No, the earliest, 2015, which means that Purge is set in 2033. Yeah, so it is in the future one way or the other, I guess. Is which no, one? But which? here's well, because- the third Purge. The opening, well, wait, should we start? Because otherwise we're going to be talking about all these movies. No, no, I just wanted to talk about the timeline for part three, because that, that one's the opening. It has No, the opening, the opening's fine. It takes place during the purge, but then they jump 18 years yeah. later, which means it has to be at least 2033 when Leo is working for the senator. The problem is part two is 2023. Do we believe it's Hold 10 on. years later and Leo hasn't aged and Dante hasn't aged? He's aged a year. <laughs> 10 years. We'll get into it. I'm yeah. confused now. You're talking about part two. Oh, let me just ask you a question. Maybe I can set something in motion here. The original purge, the first purge that ever happened, was supposed to have taken place what year? In other words, the fourth movie of the. So 2014, that that movie 
was supposed to have taken place. The movie that's titled The First Purge that came out in 2016 is supposed to be supposed to be taking place in 2014. Yeah, 2018. The First Purge came out. Stop it. <laughs> okay, now the that's true, first though. movie that was ever released oh, with the Ethan Hawke. 2022. I followed the dates. The second one, 2023. Uh, the third one, I'm sorry. Election year, 2023. Uh, wait, no, wait. Sorry. Ethan Hawke, 2022. Anarchy, 2023. Election year has to be at least 2033. That's okay. the only that's the only timeline that confused me because Leo looks the same. Dante shows up in it. He does. He still looks like a young kid. So I don't know if the timeline got messed up, but the only thing that messed it up in that was the 18-year flashback and the 18-year fast forward with the senator. I'm confused because I don't remember anybody being in more than one movie. So we'll have to get to that when we come to it. I watched them all in a row. I didn't pick up on anything like that. Well, I, I, okay. we could start it right with The Purge. The, the black guy that they the black, let into the house the is in all three, three movies. Yeah. Is in the first three. He's the, he's okay, the bloody stranger. Hold on. Oh, sorry. We're all talking over here. It's okay. I'm just... Okay, wait. So the bloody stranger that I know that was from the first one with Ethan Hawke is who now? He's da- His name's Dante Vicious. He's part of the resistance. He's, with, he's the second in command with Carmelo Jones in Anarchy, and he's the head of the resistance in election year because Carmelo Jones isn't in election year. Okay, so he showed up in Anarchy. Is what now? Is who? As the second in command to Car- Carmelo Jones for the Resistance. Okay, the and then he also was around in three. Yep, He's as the head of the Resistance. Three had too many characters that were too alike. That was the problem. I was getting confused. They had one one guy that was ahead of this one. As a matter of fact, I wrote these names down for three, and I was like, and, and uh, that one's called uh, Election Year, actually. And I got a funny story about that, but um. When I'm watching election year, it starts off one nice and easy. These people are in this place. They're in the store. The guy owns the store. It's his livelihood. He doesn't want to get it. I get that. Then they, they get on the other people. They're talking about this. I get all that. Now, there was a, a guy called Bishop, Bishop, who was the leader of something. There was a Dante, who was the leader of something. Then there was some other guy. I got all fucking. There was two Dante Bishop is one person. Are that's you fucking serious? His, that's his full name, Dante Bishop. That's why I got confused. Sometimes <laughs> they call one guy Bishop and one guy Dante, and I'm like, who the fuck is the leader, and what, who's leading what? It's I was Dante Bishop. Confused. <laughs> it's the, it's See, that's the, the problem with this, these action flicks. When they get into all that action mode, and there's all this, whoop, that, whoop, that, whoop, all this crazy shit going on. I can't all, fucking... All, all this what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up when the action gets too fast and furious when they have characters that look alike. It's a whole Vin different series. Was not in this. Vin Diesel was not in this. I'm it's tell- funny because I-, I thought they looked alike and it was the same guy. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Who look alike? Don't talk Dante about... Bishop. Bishop, oh. Bishop Dante. and Dante. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's just that you being like a horrible, horrible... The- I was worried about you, Dave, with this. I actually thought about you for once while I'm watching these movies. It's turning into Shrew's Nest here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What'd you say? Yeah. Uh, I'll introduce... Uh, obviously, everyone knows we're doing the Purge franchise. Dave, I don't know if you said who uh, who officially picked it, but you'll get to that. But The Purge, from 2013, written and directed by James DeMonico... A wealthy family is held hostage for harboring the target of a murderous syndicate during the purge, a 12-hour period in which any and all crime is legal. So check it out. This is something interesting. about. I've seen each and every one of these movies one time only coming into this, okay? Um, and, and, and always the year that they came out. 
Now, if you would have asked me one week ago, I would have told you that my favorite was election year and that my least favorite was the first one released with Ethan Hawke. You told me this when I told you when I put this one on my top 100 list. And you're like, me you too. didn't say it was me crazy, too. but you said... I had it on my list. Oh, you did? I okay, sorry, B, I didn't realize you did. And I, I, But I remember you saying that not a lot of people would put the first one above any of the other ones in the, in the series. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Because from a horror movie standpoint, the first one is a horror film more more so than any of the other ones. The other horror ones... Horror. Horror. The other ones are definitely more action-centric uh, with gore and are scary because of the, the idea of, of what, what the purge could be and just being thrown out there into the, the wild, so to speak. But the first one is like a home invasion. Uh, and I think the, well, it is a home invasion. And I think the, the fact that it's like that contained in that house, I just think it ups it and it's tense and it, and there's a yeah. lot of anxiety that I feel. And there's a soundtrack that helps sort of, like sort of back that up in the sense of like, just keeps you on edge when, when, when it, when it starts getting a little bit more intense. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the thing that gets me with all of them is the the opening uh, emergency alert broadcast, and then the sounding of the siren. That's just some. That's great that they do it in every film. And you know, blessed that's be siren. it, the new Holy founding shit. fathers. Yeah. It's really creepy. But uh, the one thing this franchise does, and I think it's for me, it's it's evident in all four films. Really likable characters that you cheer for. Absolutely, and. They they develop like so they develop them in each movie, yes. Or and reintroduce the ones the few that are reintroduced, and you really do care about them, and that is what separates this. And yeah. this is why I think a lot of people like my wife had no interest to watch these because she didn't like the premise. She it scared her, so she instead of being intrigued by it, she she just says I don't want to see them. So my wife's always avoided them. As watching them this time, I'm like she's got to watch these movies. Hey. She would love them because of the characters. The characters let's, let's like watch said, Dave uh, get his balls on. <laughs> there you go. The characters are what make this movie and this franchise. Yeah, for sure. So I agree. And look, and look, they establish a legitimate like commentary, you know, social commentary in in the first film, and it's steady and consistent throughout. And even though it is really the backbone of the film, I don't feel like it's overly shoved down your throat you know what no, i mean they make you believe they make you believe it they make yeah, you believe feels, that this could eventually feels happen genuine yeah. it doesn't feel like oh this is what we're trying to say as filmmakers it just feels like it's really contained and part of the story yeah i mean i i, I could see someone trying to argue against it but i wholeheartedly agree in the sense of like it's it doesn't feel wedged down your throat it's definitely it <laughs> Sorry, Dave. It's not wedged down your throat, but it's it's definitely <laughs> successful <laughs> in the in the subtlety <laughs> that they do it with. Maybe it's not subtle, but but they get away with it. It does, it, it just it just works for the franchise. Um, yeah. So the Sandin family. I like the Sandin family. Ethan Hawke's a good actor. He really yeah. is. I, I I like this family. I I think this this is a this was a perfect a perfect way to start this franchise because you got the you just start in a gated upper class community. You got the Santa family, super successful security salesman, 
you know, and all of a sudden, you know, something's up when that neighbor comes and she talks about what a great year they've had financially. They put the addition on their house. I knew it then. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, something's going to happen. You don't know what and how it's going to play out. But, uh, you, you know, something's up. And then I, I just love the um, the fact that the parents, even though they don't purge, they talk about how they don't feel the need to purge. They're still supporters of it. They say this allows other people to, you know, purge their anger out. And it's very good for, you know, for, for the country and for everything. And so even though, you know, at times you're like, it seems like they're just going through the motions of saying it. But the kids are the ones that are questioning it throughout. They just don't understand it, even though they're old enough where they can form their own opinions. They're they're just like, we don't get it. Well, you know why? Because it's the only craziness they see in their life. It's like yeah. kids nowadays, yeah. they can look anywhere and they're going to see all kinds of shit in the news or hear adults having conversations or go on YouTube or, or go anywhere. And there's always violence and always crime and everything else. These people, uh, you know, and, and them coming of age, they're just looking around saying, wow, we live in a great country. There's never crime. They never have this, except for that damn purge tonight, those 12 hours. What the hell's wrong with this country? It's almost like they're spoiled from it. They don't That's true because we learned later on that this is. What's that? Sorry, no, no. I just said, but it's not like it's contained. Just it's contained to the one night from a physical standpoint. But are, isn't there video and YouTube videos and whatever that they'd be able to watch and oh, absolutely. over and over but, and over? But they talk about even with the opening credits here. You know, unemployment's like less than one percent. There's literally no crime the rest of the year. And good point, Dave. Uh, we established later on in the franchise that the first purge took place in 2014. This film takes place in 2022. So eight years of purges going on and these kids are, you know, teenagers. So they would be very young or young teenagers, you know, maybe 13 and, and 16, 17, the girl is, or somewhere yeah. around there. So they would be little kids when it first started. So they wouldn't know any better. So it, it wouldn't make sense to them. Yeah. And, and the parents I think are just doing their part because of course they support the purge because it makes them money because the guy sells, you know, protection from the purge. So they're going to come out. They're going to put out their blue flowers. Well, they it. have to do that. I think it's a facade. Yeah, I think you're right. Probably. I think he, he has to do it because he's selling the, the like equipment to protect people against that the very night. I, I think it's just, yeah. uh, you know, I think the message, I think the message changes throughout because even though they're, they're saying they support it a bunch of times, I feel like when they first say it, they genuinely believe that it helps. And according to the statistics, it does. It's just really the, the, the idea behind it that is, you know, becomes totally corrupt. It's not, I mean, the action's corrupt, but the idea behind it as the films develop, you know, you're like, well, you know, their, their intention wasn't to really help people and uh, lower crime became you know a business idea but i feel like the more they say it throughout then the more it just becomes a facade of them just sort of covering up their own fears of this and not trying to upset the balance and like, but you're yeah, talking I'm about the parents yeah i'm talking about okay. the parents well the thing is you have to keep this in mind too they went from nothing to rich he went from he said he goes 10 years ago we could barely afford to pay rent and look at us now yeah. so because of the purge it's his, his existence they are fucking, they live at the house at the top of the hill now. So they have to be happy that it's happening. Whether or not they feel the urge to go out and kill or or, or, or do so. Purge. The urge to purge. That should be a shirt. I feel the urge, the urge to purge, you know? But they don't do it. And that's okay. I, I don't think they're being hypocrites. They, they see that they can make money off it, yet 
they don't necessarily, you know, have any interest in partaking of it yet. They also understand why there's a reason or do they, or are they just in it for the money? I don't know. And obviously it's the law anyway. So you can say, I oppose it all you want. It's still the law. It's like yeah. war is taking place. We have soldiers, you know, having war, whether or not somebody supports them is their own choice, but you still have to say, Hey, you know, there's still a veterans day coming up and you still want to say, tip your cap and say, thank you for your service. Whether or not you believe in them going to war is another story. It's just more like a manner of respect. You know, it's like something that your government does that you may not be thrilled about in every aspect of it. But you're like, yeah. well, this is the way it is. But th mm -hmm. I'll tell you this about this movie. Like I said, this would have been my least favorite coming into this. I would have said that. Now, after watching this, I wish that the entire series was more like this. And in a way, it is. They're taking different people in different situations and saying, this is their purge night and this is what happens. But it's it, there's a lot of travel in those ones. And there's a lot of different things going on. And being a, I, would, I wish they would have taken this series. They would have all been like this, where we, we could have different families and different situations of people experiencing the purge, but more more in the siege narrative like this, not exactly what they did. Like we kind of get that at the end of, um, of the, of the fourth movie. I'm just going to call it the fourth movie because um, if I say the first bird, it's going to be fucking confusion. So that's what they do in the fourth movie in the last half hour. Now, by the time they get there, I'm a little confused and a little bit out of it. And I don't know why that place is targeted. I'm sure you guys are going to straighten me out. I just tend to drift when there's too much action sometimes, but that's my feelings. I I like what they did in this movie, and I was actually engaged from from start to finish. And the heels were better in this one than the other ones. That kid coming to the door, the friendly stranger, or whatever the hell they called him, hmm. I, I thought he had a great performance. I like everything they did. To me, he's yeah, he's the epitome of pure evil. And, so and this like this rich elitist. They talk about the haves and the have-nots, and these are, these are a group of young haves, like rich kids, and very Manson-esque. In, in their in the way they act, the way the girls are always giggling and skipping. It's very Manson-y. Yeah. And really well done. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. And they, they are evil. And, Don't and you he, think they're better as antagonists than than the government people or, or the, the, the street ruffians that we get in the other ones? They are probably my favorite group of villains, but I love all the all the protagonists throughout. So oh, I enjoy all the films. Not not equally, but I am high on this franchise. But I do agree that these are the strongest villains. Oh, the scariest. That's why this is a horror film, first yeah. and foremost. And I would not put horror at the top of the list of the other ones. There are horrific elements, for sure. There, And it can be classified, and I wouldn't have a problem with it, as horror, but it's definitely action-centric. The others, the other ones. This is the the horror film of the, of the batch. Uh, and... The theme that we keep talking about and, and that they 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 build upon and expand upon more or less throughout the whole thing is the the highfalutin as we're talking about feeding off of the the uh, lower class and the fact that they target yeah. them and the fact that how they build off of that um, even just in the next movie uh, of where it's gone um, in a short time frame of people purchasing lower lower class so that they can support their family so that they can purge uh in peace and whatever and we'll get there because there's so many cool little elements like that that really um i guess are trying to like yeah. um 
make a comment on on society and whatever. And I feel like again, and I don't want to. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but I truly feel, and this is not a Republican thing or a Democrat thing, but I truly feel that the way of leadership that a, like a guy like Donald Trump had, because it's not has anymore. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> had uh, would have been is the fact that if he was another four years, I could see that being the stepping stone to getting one step closer to a purge like mentality. I'm not saying he would have been the one to do it, but it's that men mental brainwash. You always call it a cult, Dave, and I don't necessarily disagree. And I'm not even saying the cult of Republican and the, the cult of the Democrat. I'm talking about like an offshoot of what the Republican Party became under the leadership of Donald Trump. And I think that's where the evil sort of brews and develops and in another eight, 12 years could have turned into the founding fathers. The new founding fathers. New founding Maybe. fathers. Uh, and I'm just saying, it's not a conspiracy. Like, I'm just saying that you could see reality bubbling up from this somehow. Yeah, well, because it's, it's, it's extremism is what happens nowadays on both sides. And this movie is about an ultimate extreme decision that was made, which that's, I'll, I'll wait till the fourth movie to say it. But it also, <laughs> it also mirrors, you know, Nazi Germany with this sort of like ethnic cleansing, this cleansing of the lower class. I mean, we've learned as the films go on, yeah. they literally are, the government's literally targeting certain areas, those who can't contribute. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it's it's literally an ethnic cleansing. They it's couldn't crazy. have expanded on this idea any better, in my opinion. I really yeah. do think they explore all the avenues, and they get it right into it in part two, in the second one, and and, yeah. it, and it build from there. So, like that's here because we get the setup, but it's definitely like you get all of what we're talking about here, but it's definitely a smaller picture. And uh, Dave, I agree. Yeah. I think it, it works, and that's why you say you've got. Purge, The Purge, 2013, standing alone, and then you've got the other three kind of mirroring with that chaotic, action-centric horror. Again, solid series throughout, but I think this one stands uh, a, a little different. I'm not saying it's necessarily better yet. I'm just saying it, it stands alone uh, because of that. It of does. It does. Because this one, you're, you're much more isolated. You're not really... I mean, it's obviously a government thing, The Purge, but you're focused on just a group, a, a few different groups here. You know, you got um, the stranger who turns out to be Dante, Dante Bishop, but he's just bloody stranger in <laughs> bloody this. Stranger, yeah. re representing the lower class who's, you know, been, been, you know, I don't know how he wound up with these young halves, these young elite Manson-esque, you know, rich kids. But, and he's a veteran. He has dog tags. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is a veteran. And they're, they want to purge and kill him. And uh, you got them. And then, of course... You juxtapose it with these upper class people who seem very rational at the beginning. They're just going to have a party in the neighborhood and just that. And then you find out about their ulterior motive. And they're worse than the, than the, the young kids who were purging because the young kids almost don't know any better. And they do because they remember, you know, they remember a That's rational a time before yeah. this. Yeah. They're and, killing yeah because it's, it's almost ridiculous. It's almost like a... Uh, like a hot fuzz type ending where you find out the motive behind it, where it's like, it, it's, it seems like it's going to be so elaborate. And it's like, no, we're just, we're just mad at you. Cause you made so much money this year and put on an addition yeah. in your house. Like it's that, so, it's a keeping up with so the Joneses. Terrible. It's a keeping up with the, they're yeah. killing because the haves 
are still have nots comparatively to, to, to this family. And it, it, it's really kind of funny. And they, they do touch upon it that you feel like it's going to come back at some point at the beginning, like you guys already discussed, with the opening and, and you say, well, you know, the, the, the neighbors are talking or, or the rumor is that uh, we built that extension on there. And she's like, oh, really, is that what the neighbors are saying or whatever? And you, so you know that there's some friction or tension, but you don't know how it's going to come into play. Then as the movie plays out, you're like, you kind of forget about it because it's focused on the, the young the young whippersnappers at the front door and them trying to get the, the, the uh, bloody stranger that's been led into the house uh, by the son who just wants to help him, which is a great little uh, addition to the, the, the story as well. So you forget Robot about Timmy. the neighbors coming out and then you kind of think, holy shit, they saw they're in trouble. And they're coming to save the day for a split second. Like when they come in and they start shooting everybody that's in the house, only to reveal their sinister plan, which was to, to, to purge them themselves. No. Purge, not sinister. is great. You know, even the hunt for, for the bloody stranger within the house, the fact that uh, Charlie, the son, is using that creepy robot that he made with the <laughs> yeah. burnt baby on it to, to hide him. Does that remind the... you of a Toy Story? Yeah, he's a neighbor in Toy Story. Yeah, totally. But I, I, I thought it was great. I thought like Charlie's like he he's young. He believes in this genuine in, in genuine kindness and he doesn't understand the purge and he never will. He just can't be corrupted and he wants to help. I love that. And I love it too, but he cost everybody everything. I mean, at the end of the day, just like that kid in twenty eight weeks later in the beginning. I, I can't watch that movie because that kid pisses me off every time I watch it. Like Look, he, he, exp- he exposed it. He exposed it all because if they had just thrown him out, yeah, his father ends up dying as a result. But if they just thrown him out, nothing ever changes. You need people like him to to drive the story, and he exposes the neighbors in the end. That's true, and he and and the one neighbor exposes himself to him, and that's another movie. Whoa, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but something about this movie that I like is that we have those surprise moments where. Like I'll have to look at my my notes, but like the the Charlie attacker and saving, there were these genuine moments where you thought somebody was in trouble, and then the one time Zoe saved the day from her father. Yeah, that was the one thing. Then there was the other scene later on when Bishop or whatever shows up and does his thing at the end, and then and there's another moment too in this film. I don't think the other ones had those moments, and if they did. The impact was lessened because it was out in the wild where this is, in, you know, between four walls and you can see it more clearly and you're not surrounded by other action. See, that's the thing about me and action stuff. There's so much going on at once that it doesn't maybe register or impact me the same way. But when I'm watching this movie this time, there were moments like that. I'm like, oh, and I was literally thinking about Charlie. Is it Charlie? You know, Charlie's the boy. Pardon me. Whatever. The, what's his name? Bishop. OK, I was thinking about Bishop. And then all of a sudden, then I forgot about Bishop. I was just saying to my wife, I'm like, I wonder what happened to the, to, to the black guy. Where'd he go? You know? And then, like a minute later, I forgot about him because the neighbors showed up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot this is going to happen. And then, when, and then when Bishop came, even though I was just thinking of him two, three minutes ago, it still took me by surprise because of the way it happened. So we have those moments in this movie that I don't think are prevalent in the rest of the series. And that's I, why for me— yeah. I know what you mean the su- the surprise moments uh, yeah. of like yeah. them being saved by 
uh, but you do have, a, I have emotional attachment in three of these movies. This one being one, the second one, and the third one. They, they establish the characters well enough that they actually have an emotional attachment when someone dies or you think they're dying. And that is, I agree 100%. I agree there too. I like all the protagonists in this film. I like the way they build them up. I like being in their world. Uh, that's what I like about these movies now. And I said it last night in the chat. I go, I, 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 I've always watched these movies, you know, Upon release, a couple years apart, each one at a time, and I, I had different takeaways. This time, sitting down and watching them, it was almost like watching Saw. Uh, I, I liked being in this world. There was something about this, like if I if I want to watch this again, or Phantasm, for example, if I if I want to watch these again, I feel like the way to watch these movies is to binge them. Maybe not necessarily the first one because it's kind of a standalone horror film, which I think is stands on its own and is so good I can watch it any time. But definitely the other three. Unlike it just Jason seems... Goes to Hell. <laughs> oh, 100% unlike that. Yes. Sorry, I just I just can't stand the... When you said standalone film, I was just like... I was just imagine people saying, Jason Goes to Hell is a standalone film. is amazing. As a Jason film, it sucks. No, it sucks. <laughs> I agree. I tried. <laughs> no, I, you know I, what's I... weird? No paramedics at all. That's yeah, fucked no. up. So if I'm minding my own business on that night, not purging, not doing anything, and these are some of the notes I have, I'm going to have them throughout the series. But it's like, I'm not, I can just be sitting here and, and, and choke to death. And just because it's purged, it has nothing to do with anything going on with anybody purging. I can't get fucking help. That'd be the worst part. The innocence yeah, the services, that are just... The services are suspended for those 12 hours, and that's why, again, they build a part in it in part three where uh, the girl is, is sort of doing like a rogue triage paramedic type thing and I, I love that yeah. but uh, the very emotional scene in this one is when they finally do capture the stranger the parents and they're tormenting him they're like stabbing him and tying him up and, and you know he's saying you know we're gonna James Ethan Hawke's character is saying we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna return him to the uh, to the purgers we're gonna save our family you know everything sure. will be all right and the daughter says to him nothing will ever be the same again and she's crying, and then he sort of, you know, has this epiphany moment. Like the the wife's like, "What what are we doing?" And he's like, and you could tell he's just like thinking a, a mile a minute, and he just can't seem to wrap his his head around the next move, uh, the next move. But then they decide, like, okay, we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight. And you know why? Because of what the guy said to him. Because of what the the he says. He goes, you know what? Just just put me out there. He goes, yeah, me by your children. Yeah. Even in all that, he yeah, he's like, you know what? I I I see. I understand your torment at this moment. Right. I see it. Yeah, I love that moment when when it's, it's, it's a great moment. The, it it's is not it's very something emotional. you'd expect in the. I, I don't know why I say this. I do. I tend to use this argument, but sometimes you just expect the movie to be a certain way, and this one actually checks off a lot of extra boxes that you wouldn't have expected it to have checked off. And I and I say that because I guess I expected a lesser movie, so I credit the writing here and 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 the directing. And yeah, the James one... DeMonico is involved with like all of these, and he he really he puts his stamp on on all of these films. Absolutely agree. I mean, I think uh, I think maybe because Platinum Dunes has evolved and Blumhouse that maybe people go in with a preconceived notion, and they should just erase that and go in and just enjoy the movies because exactly. they, they they are they are they they definitely. Um, don't have any stamp that you might expect from 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 that group. I don't believe. Uh, well, you mentioned the daughter, the daughter, and saying nothing will ever be the same again. A, 
amazing line, amazing moment in the movie, and probably addresses my big question, which is, yes, you have Purge Night, and you purge, but what about the emotional scarring? What about the aftermath? What about the mm-hmm. leftover that after 7 a.m. hits that you're left with? You know, not, not, not to mention all the dead bodies in your house and on the front lawn and, and shit. Like, there's cleanup. There is repair that needs to be done here. And you're right. Nothing will ever be the same again. And it can't be. It can't be fixed. I love yeah, like at the for end anybody. when the neighbors are when the neighbors are leaving. I, I call it the walk of shame. Oh, like that's it. There's no one. Doing this. Like, yeah, some people hate that ending, too. And I, I, I find I lo- love it. Oh. I love when she bashes <laughs> Grace's head into them. the table. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck did I just tell you, bitch? Yeah. And <laughs> no I'll get the more. fuck out of my house and, and or yeah. get the hell out of my house. I love that. Like they, you assume maybe that family is they're gonna move and get the fuck out of Dodge, but the fact that they yeah. have to live with this, and That's and live great. there, it's fantastic. Yes, dude. And when and when Ethan Hawke starts killing everyone, when he like when you talked about when he saves Charlie and that whole showdown in the basement where he just starts blowing people away, axing people to death. Oh my god, I fucking love it. I think it's great. He's so cool. He's so yep. cool. Brewster. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say it, I didn't. <laughs> All the famer, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, How about that big-ass machete you had, too? Oh. How fucking big that machete was? That was awesome. That was better, bigger than Bill's dad. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, uh, like, we could go on about this, and I, I just want to keep us on a timeline, because we could come, we could come back to this as we're discussing I the other the ones as well. I set the alarms tonight. I set the alarms tonight. Was that the line? No, I set the alarm tonight. It's like the, oh. it's like the per- <laughs> is that the line? Each review is a purge. fucking guy. Is that the line? Ethan Each Hawk's, review is Ethan a thirty Hawk. minute purge instead of a twelve hour purge. Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk as he's dying. The line. What was I the line? Fuck! I, I set the alarms. I set the alarm. Yes. <laughs> that would be an, like, that would be a totally line. I forgot what he was talking about. <laughs> oh. Ethan Hawke dying though is 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 distressing as well. I mean, he tried to protect his family. I mean, it all went to fucking hell. They don't dwell on it. Like, I mean, he's there. They're holding him, but then he literally just gets dragged out like a piece of meat by that the uh, one of the family members, one of the neighbors, and that's it. That's the last we see of him, I believe. I don't think you they... see the kid. You see the kids around his body, like just yeah, like, remember? Sort of oh, uh, yeah. over. When the rest oh, of them are in the remember. kitchen. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. And we didn't talk about the thing with uh, with Zoe's boyfriend. Uh, I, oh. What I like about oh, yeah. that is that it's believable. I could see a, a kid that age saying, I'm going to do this, and that would be his solution because that's how a teenager would think. Yeah, and he's older, and that's really the disapproval of this whole True. relationship is that he's, like, probably 18 or so, and she's, like, 15. So Something like or that. Or playing a 15, 16-year-old, you know. Or 20, yeah. 16, who knows? It might be 20. Yeah, just, just young and naive. So she's, right. you know, thinking, oh, he's genuinely just going to talk to my father. I'm here stuck for purge night with you guys. Uh, you know, he's going to have to talk to me. I had no idea that he's going to just... And how generally sorry so he is at the end, feeling like the whole catalyst of the night unraveling the way it was is because of the boyfriend being there and starting it. And I think just that moment when she sees her father dying and just realizing, like, she, she's been such a a bratty teenager. Yeah. And in that moment of, of, of death and, and, and everything else, just like, Dave, Dave was right. Said, I'm it was sorry. Charlie's fault. 
It was his son's fault <laughs> for letting Dante in. Well, for having, I mean, he has a good heart. I would have done he the does. same thing. I oh, think, absolutely, fine. absolutely. But ultimately, it's what I always say: you, you, you do something with the best of intentions, and yeah. then look what happens. And it's it nah, something I mean, that, that you don't happens. have a movie otherwise. <laughs> if, he's, if he's like, you know what? Uh, right. I'm sorry. Run. Yeah. I can't let you in. Run. Run somewhere else. <laughs> but it's, but here's what I found weird about that. Why would he be in that area, and who was fucking with him? You think that the, those kids that came to the door decided, hey, let's bring him all the way in this fucking cul-de-sac in this big neighborhood with these big houses on hills and just so happened to kill him here? Well, I think because <laughs> of what we learn in the second one, which when Christian was alluding to, where the poorer him? people are sort of either volunteering or being kidnapped from poorer areas and taken to their to the safety of the rich areas where there's less crime— are being sacrificed in the safety of their own area. I think that's probably what it is. They either went out and got him, you know. Well, they said he a, killed one of their guys, and that's how they lost him. So they must have they grabbed him, brought him to do to wherever they wanted to co- commit their purge, and then he attacked, killed one or one or two of them. They, they mentioned something, one or at least one casualty. I think one for sure. Yeah. And was on foot, and then they they followed him, and he, I guess he just, you know, out of craziness, ran wherever, and then ended up here. I guess it makes sense because it is purge night. And if you go in the lower income areas or basically anywhere that isn't like, you know, high on a hill, it's going to be hard for you to do what you want to do because someone could just pick you off. So, yeah, I can see that. I guess it would be safer to bring them in in the nicest neighborhood you could. Yeah. They even talk talk about the rich, you know, purging from the comforts of their own home where they're safe, you know, bringing, bringing, you know, an undesirable or a lower class into their house and just sort of sacrificing them there. But I love the fact that they allude to they allude that the neighbors are the ones who told them that they saw the stranger run into the Sandin house. So even yeah. there, another, you know, alluding to uh, to the neighbors sort of being uh, being kind of prickish and the well, you could then you bad. could if if you really yeah. then by you saying that it actually just made me think of a plot fuck up then because if they really wanted to purge them at the end uh, and, and have the family for themselves then why would they uh, tell them that that guy went there unless they were expecting them to do exactly what they did, which is break down the barricades so that then they could get into the family. Oh, uh, uh, because otherwise, I, I then, to... they're just sending they're sending people to kill them when they wanted to actually take them themselves. Yeah, look, let's be honest. When the neighbors finally do show up, all they have is guns and, weapon, uh, guns and weapons, and they're just, they would not have been able too. to... And uh, they would not have been able to break down the barricade. So maybe that maybe that is like let them do the dirty work, and then we come in at the last minute. Yeah. Or maybe they thought the neighbors were maybe they thought the Sandins were just gonna you know release the stranger and uh, and then they would go and get them later. So or, th- this was conducted th- concocted at dinner time then because at the end before this they would have not no they would had no plan <laughs> to go I know I hit this fucking thing every time they <laughs> where I'm going with it is they would have been shut down it would have been a regular old night there had been no way for them to to get into the house that we're aware of so they wouldn't have been able to purge that family I'm saying the neighbors wouldn't have been able to purge yes, the family that I don't we're focused be- I don't on. believe this was probably yeah I agree it was probably planned out over their party over their the party that you know they're like why weren't we invited 
and Ethan Hawke's like, I'm glad we weren't invited or whatever it is, you know. It sounds like me. That's what I say. But here's exactly. what I think. Here's what, As I'm watching the movie, I thought about what you're saying, and here's how I rationalize it. I figure they have a party. They kind of don't like them because of that, but I don't think they necessarily wanted to purge them. So yeah. I think they just had a party. They have a purge party like they usually do. Then when they saw the barricades were down, somebody had too much wine and said something and said, you know what? I want to go fucking purge. Fuck those motherfuckers. And it, it was happenstance. Yeah. Okay. And then they just kind of got on that train. You know what? The barriers are down. Let's go over there and see what happens. And then one person pipes up. You know what? I'm going to fucking shoot that asshole. And Dude, then one that's thing we awesome. Do, that's probably yeah, what happened. It works. The, you know, alcohol lowers your uh, your inhibition. And all of a sudden, the truth starts to come out. And you start speaking. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're there. And they're doing it in the moment. And you could see, like, I mean, yeah, it's more of we didn't we didn't actually achieve what we we're trying to do but when they are sort of stopped by uh the stranger and when uh mary is sort of yelling at them you see the shame in them in the morning like the shame they feel they're not remorseful but you see the shame on their face yes and it's like beautiful. it's like maybe maybe beautiful the shame beautiful shame <laughs> nice what do you guys think i'll tell you what i don't really like well, I, typically I, I'm not a huge fan of home invasion movies, but I'm noticing that on second views of them, and, and I'm enjoying them more and more. Like I, I like the I liked Hush more the second time I watched it. I came up on The Strangers. I've definitely come up on this. I always I heard I heard down. Christian went down on The Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I gave myself The Stranger. <laughs> He's one of many. <laughs> but uh, I came way up on the movie, man. I think it's I think it's great. Um, it just, I was engaged from start to finish. Yeah. And, and at first, here's the deal. I was let down initially. It was, and I always say this now, it's expectations versus reality. I had expectations. I saw this trailer at, at, at the show when I went to see something else. And I, the idea of the purge and what it was and what I thought the movie was going to be. The show. Yeah. Um, what I thought the movie was going to be because of that, the concept sounded so great. I guess I was expecting something different. So when it wasn't that and when it, and it really focused on just this one family and their situation, it was a letdown. Now... Going into it, knowing that, taking it from a whole different level as as a as a great horror movie, I think it is great, and I'm 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 coming in pretty high. It's a nine out of ten for me. Yeah, I uh I I've come in high as well. I love that ending. I love the way the stranger just sort of like puts the gun down, wishes the family good luck, and then just just leaves, just like that. There's no oh you're gonna live with us now. You know that? There's nothing like, like that. Like the Goonies. Like, <laughs> You're our new I dad. Got a family. Yeah. <laughs> I got a family. I got a wife and kids. I got to get home to. Uh, Bloody stranger, could you just say, "Hey, you guys"? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody stranger. And look, and look that 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 epilogue with the you know the most successful purge and the markets booming. That's scary shit. That's fucking genuine yeah. stuff. Like market reacting positively to to the success of the murder rate. On the purge line, crazy. I'm right there with you, Dave. Nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Same. Exactly. Exactly the same. And I was at, I think I was at eight or an eight and a half when I put it on my list. So it's great. It's definitely. I think a lot of people need to revisit it if they haven't watched it in a while. Absolutely. They might have a better takeaway yeah. like we did. I mean, I think so. just accept it for what it is. Everybody purge now. Mm. 
Oh, there's one thing I wanted to say. There was a great line that that that, that the, the smiley faced, whatever the hell his name is, the friendly killer, whatever the lead kid. He had a funny name in it. I think the polite freak or something, because like, the other ones are called freaks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. I think it was the polite freak. Okay, because he even so, kills his friend when he raises his voice. <laughs> that's what it is. That that that's the line. He oh, kills him, and then he goes and he goes. Oh, what the hell was the line? He said something like, "There you go." He goes, "I just saw that." He goes, you see what I just did? He goes, and that was my friend. Oh, yeah. That was, dude, that yes. elevated his, stal- his status as a villain because yes. that was just, like, so evil. <laughs> he was my was friend. Cool. He just, oh, I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, uh, the next one. Apocalypse, right? Anarchy. 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 <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs> with an A. That'll be number six. <laughs> Right. All right. Again, written and directed by James DeMonico, The Purge Anarchy, 2014. Three groups of people intertwine and are left stranded in the streets on Purge Night trying to survive the chaos and violence that occurs. And this one, of course, we get Frank Grillo, who's just he's a fucking cool. He's a cool cat. I'm so glad you say that. I'm telling you that this is my man crush guy. If if I was gay, this is the guy that I'd be sleeping with. Dude, he's, Frank he's got that sexy, yeah. sexy slick back hair. He's just so cool. Yeah, he is. I I watched this. I've watched this before, like two and three. I'm like so mad that they somehow couldn't wedge him into like the first purge or something like that as a younger guy. But I, I mean, I understand the reasoning. But I'm just saying that his character is so cool, and yeah, he's fantastic as a as a star of this. Yeah, and this one takes place a year after in 2022. 23 and they talk about literally there's no poverty left in this world they're talking about like the poverty line is almost like non-existent and this is the first time they reference releasing the beast and all that and it's it's release. you know release the beast. The beast. that's what i call masturbation time at home but that's a whole other story <laughs> we'll wait <laughs> it's frank grillo is did he come back in the third as the yes. what do you call it as the guard for the senator yeah yes is he playing the same character or is it a different character with the same character? Same actor. Same okay. Character. I didn't realize that till now because he said he was there. And I remember hearing that once before, but I was looking for him, but I didn't think about it. Okay. Interesting. Wow. That's kind of cool. But yeah, I like him here. I My only complaint, and I'll get to it, it's at the end. It, it, something doesn't really make sense to me that happens. But aside from that, I had a better time with this one than I was expecting to. This one, this one is, uh, I, I was struggling because at one point I'm like, this might be my favorite of the series. This and, one made my top 10 of 2014. Yeah, and it should have, I should have put huh? this on there as well. Or I mean, I'm not on that list. I think I should have put it on my 100 list and I didn't. And I think it would be there now based on my rating that I'm, that I would give now because it, it's great out of the sequels. This is my favorite, uh, and they're all pretty close, to be honest, but this would be the standout. Something about the flow of this, the introduction of the sisters, the father, her, the, them at the diner. I, I love it. I, you, you care about them instantly. Um, then what the father does and how agitated he is, the dad of the two, the, not they're the not sisters, the mother-daughter, the mother-daughter. Mother daughter. I'm so sorry. Mother they daughter. do look like they're sisters. Yeah. They do that. The mother-daughter and then the father that lives with them and how grumpy he is based on seeing the the sort of the evangelist, like the, the guy that's sort of raising against the machine. Um, it's not, it's not, um, what's his face now? It's the other guy. Why do why am I? For- it's Carmelo Joe. Camarello. Yeah, thank you. So 
uh, and him not agreeing with them and thinking he's talking out of his ass and this, that, and the other thing. And then he's getting dressed in his finest because yeah. he's going to be carted off to some rich house to be, it, to be auctioned yeah. or not auctioned off to just be bought for a hundred thousand dollars to be purged. It's heartbreaking. The it's, whole thing. It's yeah. freaking heartbreaking. And what a great story element. Too. Yeah. Like it, it, it's good writing yeah. there. Like, I mean, you care it about is. these people almost out of the gate. And that's, I think that's really difficult for a movie to achieve. I think they try to do it with the next two movies, but I think they're the most successful in this one. I, I agree. And I, I don't, I don't get me wrong. I think it works in the next two, but you're absolutely, I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. This yeah. is the most successful uh, of getting you on board with characters out of the gate. I do. My big quibble is if you do binge watch them and you want to talk about them the next day, sometimes I find two and three are an anarchy and election blend together. As well. Because in this one we got Eva. What in the next one? What's what's the girl's name? I don't even see the names yeah. start to blend together. You got you got strong female leads in. Oh, her uh, daughter. No, th- th- that's Eva and Callie in this one. In the next one, you get uh, Jesus. What the hell is her name? Laney. And I thought, Laney. And I thought originally because it took place years later, part three. I thought it was the daughter growing up. I thought that's what they were trying to do with that character, but they abandoned the character. It would have been, I think, a better idea to somehow weave her in some way. See, I don't, I don't like returning characters in the in this franchise. I like it to be these are d- different purges on different nights, and you have a million, you have billions of people to choose from. Why not just use different ones? I think. Yeah, that, yeah. I think for me. the Forever Purge, if it is the last installment, like they say it is, if they bring back a character or two. Fine, but I, I think the Sandin family's chapter is over. I think that that family is not only long gone. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't live in the country anymore. Because well, they're still they, rich. They can no, still I, live high up on that hill and be fine. I'm talking about the daughter in part. Sorry, not the daughter in the purge. The daughter the, who plays the daughter well, in the in oh, election. Oh, Callie in part two. In, in I know a, what you Oh, you Why? thought she was Laney? Yeah, the, initially. The upon it, that's where I thought they were going yeah. with it, and then I'm you like, can't oh no. Say that. Why can't I say that? Uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, no, but then you, and then I saw the character's name was different. I'm like, oh, well, I thought you know that would have been a good idea. Like. But I hear you, Dave. I get you. <laughs> I'm just ignoring him now. I hear what you're saying. I have no problem because these movies seem to be kind of a, a combo pack, if you will. Like you do continue the Frank Grillo story. It, 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 like it's 10 years later, but ultimately. You do, and I didn't even realize it. That's the funny part. That's and crazy. Funny How did you not realize it? What's that? How did you not realize that, though? I know you said it earlier, I but I, I didn't understand it then either. I guess he looks different, different haircut or something. I just, and I'm like, this guy's an elected official, not an elected official. This guy is a, a head of security for a fucking uh, a senator that's going to be running for president. And, and, and the first movie, he's just a fucking guy. No, I don't he's, know, not, just... he's not, because in the first movie, he's not called Leo. You never know, you never know his name is Leo. He's Sergeant. So you know he's a military man. You see the arsenal has. You know this guy has training that is above and beyond just a, a you know a standard civilian oh, i'm not saying they're reaching i'm just saying i didn't make the connection I oh just, okay, it, it, okay. Didn't, it didn't occur to me that that could be him I, yeah. I just saw him one way and then and then i remember hearing a long time ago but i forgot till you guys just planted the seed that their friend grillo was in two of them so when you guys just said it now it came back to him like oh wait a minute i'm thinking Frank. and then the, the only guy that looks like frank grillo <laughs> was the guy in the next I'm like okay so that was him and I forgot I, I never remember hearing his name in the next movie so I didn't even have it written down yeah because he becomes yeah yeah. 
and oh, I, cool. Dave, maybe the problem you have, and I, again, I'm just jumping to it. I, I don't know, is how does that guy that had the machine gun find him? Find him? Um, I don't know if that was your problem. Wasn't the, the machine gun find him? Big Daddy? Yeah. Oh no no no. <laughs> no, that's Big Daddy. Get that's my character's pal. name. <laughs> oh, there is a Big Daddy. You're right. It was the guy. Yeah, he's the guy with the, the machine gun in the truck. Yeah. The reason why they find him is because uh, he's a it. government official. He's a government assassin. Well, what did you have a problem? My with? problem is this. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I may be wrong. I believe Frank Grillo ch changes his shirt when he gets to that house. Because he says, can I get a clean shirt? Then he gets a clean shirt. Then he goes into the house at the end because it's the Saw fucking, it's the Saw 3 thing. Where, you know, you killed my son. I'm going to take my revenge. That's what I thought the whole time. So <laughs> it seems like he went in and he, I'm not saying he looked freaking, you know, downy fresh. But he walks in, we see what he starts, and then he comes up and he has blood on his body. And I'm thinking, okay, without telling me, he did end up killing that guy. Then when we find out that he didn't, I'm like, and that guy was also downy fresh. He had not a spot on him, the guy that came out and, you know, saved him. And found, oh, he didn't kill him after all. Where did the blood come from? You're not going to tell me he killed the fucking guy's wife. And you're not. And the other guy had no blood on him. That kind of bothered me. Well, he did punch him. He did punch him, but you're, I don't know. I can't explain. A blood on your shirt. I could stab you right now in the fucking, in the side or in the stomach. Or, and it uh, doesn't mean I'm going to have blood on my shirt all the way up to my neck. So I thought that was a bit of a cheat as far as a little switcheroo thing at the end. Oh, I didn't even notice. Admittedly, I didn't even notice it. But Because when I saw the blood, that was the giveaway. I'm like, oh, wow. So he did kill him after all. Then the guy comes out. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What the fuck? Where's the blood come from? You know? Re real simple. I have the answer to this. It's not after they after he changes his shirt at um at Eva's house, the the friend from the diner. They still have the showdown at the auction. Yeah, yeah there's I a lot of carnage that happens. By the time they get to the house at the end, I'm talking about the when he when going in, he did not have blood all up all up his neck and on, on his shirt that way. Then it's <laughs> simply you know? just an an error in continuity in, error, in, I think. It's yeah. a cheat. It's a cheat for a good reveal. It happens. It's not the end of the world. I just that was that, that's a knock on it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it but I, I'm not thrilled about it. Watch it again, <laughs> Dean. You'll, you'll, you'll... No, no, no. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's a cheat for a good. kid. I think what they probably what they probably <laughs> just didn't realize is that he didn't have blood on the shirt when he's sitting in the driveway, when he's sitting in the car outside the house. He just should have had the blood on him there. I don't think they intentionally did it. Maybe it was just a mistake in editing, and it's like, oh, we're not gonna go back and fix this. Maybe it was, but again, like as me as, as the viewer, I'm watching it and I'm thinking that was why I was like, oh, wow, he killed him after all. And I was like, bravo. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. He ends up doing something fucking kind of out of character after we got to know him the whole movie. Then the other guy comes out. I'm like, oh, okay. I fuck another Disney ending. Okay. And we, and we get Liz and Shane in this who are, uh, I like them. They're, you know, they're oh. talking about getting divorced and separating and, uh, this almost brings them closer together and their Great. emotional yeah. divides to each other. And they're married in real life. The buy-in the buy-in and how these people get together and then end up staying together works. Because it, that's the secret of like how are we gonna make this how are we gonna get these this group to end up spending the whole movie time, writing time together and, and make it seem like reasonable. Uh, and and it works. The explanations work like uh, Frank sort of becomes a protector for these these group. And then when their car, when his car is not working anymore, that kick ass car, <laughs> uh, he's promised another car. And then they get th then it becomes. Yeah, she lied. 
Yeah, and she lies, and then it becomes yeah, she did the the, the uh, escape to the apartment building. That's my only. If I have to come down on the movie, that's where I. I'm not going to say I fall out of the movie, but that's the only transitioning time frame from the time when they first lose the car, they decide to get on the road after she calls her friend to getting to the apartment building. I, I would say that there's some cold carnage that happens there, but I fall out of the movie just a little bit. Just a little bit. Again, doesn't doesn't destroy the film for me. Oh, I, lo- I love it. They have the, the, the showdown the with crazy the first showdown with big, with big Daddy and, and the trucks. They have. Oh, that's uh, good. That's the good. The trucks coming in. They have the homeless people being burned in that in that you know that that chase where uh, Shane gets shot. I'm talking Shane about right like after. That. I think it's like the they're going to that bridge and that little, that crazy woman sit, sitting on the bridge there talking it was just there's one or two oh scenes. yeah that was that funny are, that character they're just what a little she, oh, you know what she said you know she said something funny she goes the father fucker son of a bitch and holy shit <laughs> 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 that was great she was funny she was doing a thing on the holy trilogy <laughs> holy trinity <laughs> i thought yeah, that was i thought funny. i had a note Here's on a it but this would be unpopular i thought kelly was a bitch i thought she fucking just somebody saves you okay Somebody's gr- gracious enough to save you when you're fucking dead and they take you out of that place and drive you somewhere else. And then the car dies and they got to go and you're motherfucking them. The guy just saved you. What do you expect him to do? Marry your fucking mother and, and protect you for the rest of his life. He just literally saved your life and you're giving him shit because he, he's not abandoning you. You're a fucking stranger to him that he be grateful that he happened to save you and your mother at all. Don't give the guy shit. I can't oh, I disagree. see people I like disagree. that. I disagree. I, I love him. Why do you expect I, everything out of him? Why? You should be grateful well, he saved I, your You ass. know what? Because it's almost like, why'd you fucking save me if you're going to leave me out here in the middle of nowhere to not defend myself and get killed anyway? You should have just let me die back then. Because That's really was, what she's saying. Have a better attitude. You can That's fucking it. still survive. Just because you're outside doesn't mean you're automatically dead. And he's not doing it to be an asshole. He's doing it because the car died. He would have kept going. The car fucking died. What does he what do you expect? But he's not Superman. That's yes, a piss. But if he leaves this then. group, they're dead. Well, then I'm she both... keeps lecturing. Then she keeps yeah. lecturing him. My fuck someone that age is trying to lecture a fucking grown man. Oh, you know the Persian is wrong. Get off your fucking high horse, bitch. I just fucking saved you and your mother's life. And now, now you've coaxed me into fucking keeping you around longer, even though you're gonna slow me down. And now you're telling me how I have to live my life. Fuck you. And you know, no, no, I think they know the that he's out there she, for a reason. So he's and she's, she's the one who ends up saving his life in the yeah. end. I Dave, she's I, not I, a horse. You know what? It's mind your own fucking business. If somebody killed my daughter, there's a good chance I'd do the same fucking thing. Does it make me a terrible person? I don't think so. But I don't want a stranger who I was just nice enough to save their life to fucking tell me how to live my life. I well, just I find that disrespectful. That stranger I, would be saving your life by keeping you from doing the same thing that that person did to your daughter. But I think they addressed that, Dave. If I got to that house and killed the family, his life would have gone on. The trajectory of his life would have changed. Maybe so, but I don't need a teenager to fucking tell me a grown man. He would not be helping to end the purge 10 years later. He'd be an alcoholic who probably drank himself to death. Be that as it may, and it may be right. Be that as it may. And you may be right. I'm just saying as an adult, seeing this happen, seeing that I just, out of the goodness of my heart, saved this woman and her her daughter and a few other people in the process— at least if it gets to a point where I have to leave because the car died and I have my own agenda, at least show me the same common courtesy that I gave you when I pulled you out of the, pulled you out of the fire. 
I just you, find it disrespectful. So you would prefer if Cat is like, okay, goodbye. Hello. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought she was a little bit. She was like someone on a political fucking rant that nobody wants to hear. That's I loved I it. Like. I thought she was great. I did too. I learned to like her towards the end. I loved her. I liked. I liked the fact that even the mother really couldn't control her. She was just so strong in her convictions. You know, even early on with the grandfather, she's like, "Grandpa, I know the pills. You don't think the pills are helping, but you know, can you just take them for me?" You know, she's just sort of like. You know, being a peacekeeper between her mother and her grandfather. And, of course, you know, the introduction of Liz and Shane when they realize that they're, you know, they're, uh, I don't know what what is their oil line's been cut or whatever, their brake line, whatever, whatever it is. I don't know cars. But, oh, right. Yeah. And then they're being chased. And, and I like the fact that these groups acknowledge that they can't survive with without uh, Sergeant, who turns out to be Leo. In this, I like that, and I I understand what you're saying. You know, be a little bit more grateful. But I think within, you know, the the confines of everything that's going on in this night, it's like, man, we were just about to be killed. You saved us, and now you're leaving us in another area where we can't survive on our own. It's like, why did you save us? Like, like, dude, you should just let me die back there. Right, but nobody else acted a fool that way. I mean, they weren't. No, happy I know, about but that, I, I, I know what you're that. saying. I know what you're yeah. saying, but that's just like the strength of her. You know, of her character. She's sort of like you know, the voice for, for the younger generation. And we see that consistent for the rest of the uh, three films that we're going to be covering is that it's really the youngsters that are that are stepping up and changing things at this point. It's not, uh, you know, with, with the senator, of course, but uh, but it's really about, you know, the younger generation stepping up and, and, and trying to, you know, fight against the purge. You know, and also I like the sister angle when they that's believable to me. That's what I like about this movie. I could see that happening. They go to the house, oh, they have yeah. a train with a cheating husband and everything else, and you kind of see that there's a little bit of a I don't yeah. even know if she was gonna take it that far. But then she, her buttons got pushed one time too many, and then she goes to dance, and I, I then I think something just snapped, and she's like, you know and, what? And again, they're drinking the alcohol. It's, it's like an anti-alcohol uh, franchise. It's like. Well, the, the horror on the dad's face too. That scene's heartbreaking. I, I, I want to just get back, jump back one second. Sergeant even seen the girls being dragged out. We forgot. We jumped over what we brought up in the last for the last movie about the fact of what happened. The mom and the daughter were willing to stay. They've they've barricaded their their house up and and everything else. And the government comes in to essentially drag them out of the house. Yeah, and, this is where it's. This is where the the government true. really takes center stage, and it becomes sort of like the cleansing oh. of the lower class who can't, who aren't supporting. The Wait, and I I might be confusing it. This is the one where they get dragged out for Big Daddy. Yes. Yeah, but so not the but it, those are not government officials. Those are his Big henchmen. Daddy. Big or Daddy, the, right. though, I think is a government guy. Okay, because the third one has a very similar thing where I think it's actually. The, the third the, one has the yeah. mercenaries. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's where, but this is the one where they, they go and the guy comes in and wants to kind of rape or kill them. They're, yeah, they're, they're landlord or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that guy. That's yeah, creepy too, because they, yes, they never is. really, they always talk about murder, but they never really get into that rape area there, which that would be illegal as well, I guess, which is terrifying because, Again, you're leaving. Now, if you're not murdering someone after that, then they're alive 
to deal with that. And that's where I have some problems with the legalities of what a purge can be. Because then this person's left damaged because of the night. There's no finite finite solution or, or end to their life. They're now they've been now violated and it's okay, it's legal, but they're now left with it. That part doesn't sit well with me. I would no, purge that's, the same I would purge part. I would purge the same person every year and just take one digit every year. Digit so that, digit. A digit. You never heard a digit. Oh, on appendage, you mean? Okay. Yeah, it's also called a digit. But uh, uh, every year for twenty years until they had no fingers and no toes left. And I, yeah, but and then it wouldn't work. They'd be expecting you after the first two years. But that would be torment. <laughs> well, you're walking around. Okay, with, like, okay, crazy. Yeah, like so. I'm sorry because I know we were at the other apartment, but I just thought we we skipped over that part, and that's a really good way to get them out. But that's when Frank Grillo runs into them, physically bumps into them as he's driving, and he just says, just drive. Just drive. I love that moment. Yeah. Because he's yeah, like, don't get involved. Don't get involved. I can't. Right. I gotta help him. And that's a great moment in the movie. And it the is. whole opening, uh, we I brought up, but then I, we got on something else. Is I hadn't heard so many people say, stay safe until fucking coronavirus hit. Earlier this year, in every bit of vocabulary, when I was saying goodbye to somebody, it was stay safe, stay safe. And in this whole opening, they say stay, stay safe, I think, 10 times at least. I just thought that was interesting as well when you rewatch it yeah. in, uh, in a COVID it's era. It's the new norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, so then now back to what you were saying, and I'm sorry, Dave, to take it back, but I thought since we already skipped over it, I think it was worth mentioning those parts. And now we're with the sister rivalry and that was so well done and the heartbreak on the dad's face because he's just like this is you know me casa su casa type thing and uh, we're here to relax and then this whole fucking horror show breaks out in his apartment and we leave that horror show but you know that they're stuck with that now for life and that's the shit that stays with me i'm like holy shit that whole family's life was just changed like yeah. oh fuck it sucks yes and, and who would fall and just leave <laughs> That's Sorry. what would happen. And it's like I told my wife. I said, if this was a thing, do you realize that probably about 50% of the crimes that are taking place would be one spouse murdering the other just because they could that night? You'd have a it's wrench true. in your fucking head by now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the wrench, huh? Here, I got my own wrench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I brought Take up that, something Mr. Else. Plum go, or Mr. Mustard or Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Mr. Mustard. <laughs> this is what you could do. If you took out a life insurance policy on your spouse yeah. just a couple of days before and then killed them that day, would you get in trouble for it? Would that be considered insurance fraud? Part, How could it be? Because it's considered pre purging. Pre purging. What would happen? Insider though? information. Could you do it? The uh I don't know, but I've always said that that's what I jokingly say. Well, purge insurance would be skyrocket. And they bring up purge insurance in part three where they call him like that night and say, yeah, your insurance rates are going way up, which is why he's got a, he sits there to protect his, uh, his store. His shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Big business wins at the end. Insurance, NRA weapons. That's what they're saying. These are the things that end up fueling the economy. And everything else, but then generates a further division and separation between the haves and have-nots. As they yeah. keep saying in this the series, not everybody think... can have. There's just not enough to go around. Really? There, there's just not enough to go around. That's the mentality of the haves, for a lot. Right. Um, I don't generally know why speaking, it's the NFL. I, I don't understand why it's the 
NFFA and why they say that a different political group came in and took over for the Republicans and the Democrats. Because when I'm watching it, and especially when I'm watching the fourth movie, and they're talking about what's going on and everything else, I'm thinking, how is this not the exact same beliefs of the Republicans? This doesn't wow. sound like anything else but them to me. Well, I think that's where <laughs> I'm not it, it stems to be an from. Because believe me, it's just what I'm telling you. That's what I think that you know what I mean. They, they, I, you know, I'm a centrist. I don't care about either, and I'll, I'll insult either side. But I'm just being honest. I, I, I observe this casually, and I'm like, why would the Republicans have to be replaced for this to happen? This already sounds like their ideology. Am I right? Well, no, well, I, mean, I think scary. it's to the extreme. When this was made, when this was made, yeah. it seems so far fetched. And then of course now I totally agree with you. It's like, why did they have to change it? It just feels like it's only a few years away. Because I think that's what I was saying earlier is I think you get someone in power, like a Donald Trump, a leader that takes what was essentially one, like, like the ideas of the Republican party and the belief system. Yeah. Of that, yeah. And then, and then simply mutate them into something new, new and something more extreme. And that's where I think they're trying to go with this. It's a mutation of the belief system. Thank and you course, for listening to CNN. No, we will see you next show. I, I, I jokingly was saying this to a couple of people who were, were texting about this. I said, this show is going to be political because the next one's fucking called election year for Christ's sake. And that's going to come into it. That's what these movies are about. And I Mr. Johnny Newpants, Mr. Johnny Newpants, who says that they don't want Canadians talking about American politics. Nothing bores them. Or... That's what I was about to say. I don't appreciate Go fuck you yourself. <laughs> fuck the whole country that you guys with the, with that mentality. Well, here's the deal. Like I said, I hope I'll it all sinks you. except for Disneyland. I'll, I'll defend you, see, because here's what I, I don't understand why people think that other countries don't know about our politics. I don't think that this country knows about its politics when you get right no, to the heart of it. True. That's what, what his I argument was. Everybody argues about this, that, the other thing. At the end of the day, we only know what they're letting us know. How do we even know that Republicans aren't really Democrats and Democrats aren't really Republicans at the end of the day what? or that they're all on the same team? How do we really know that what they're showing us on their TV and, and their radios and everything I, else, I how, what percentage of it is true, how much of it is a work? And that's part of his right. argument, I think, was that he didn't want a Canadian to necessarily talk about it when the Americans don't necessarily know what the hell they're arguing about. And I, I get it, but I'm, I'm just saying from an <laughs> overview standpoint, from an overview standpoint, and it does affect us. We have no vote. What are you we have no, talking about? We have no say. The election. Who got, who, no, but who got mad about a Canadian talking? What are you talking about? That? Oh, it was on, on Jonathan games. Newcomer made a, a remark yeah. because Christian posted something about the yeah. election being over in, 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 in the group I got page. news for you. I've been talking That's, a lot with Heather, fun. and Heather had more of an understanding of American politics than, like you said, Dave, most Americans do. You're, you're, you're whole Maybe culture so. has been shoved down our throats. You're impartial as but, an outside no, but, but remember, growing up, your culture was shoved down our throats more than, unfortunately, I think in a lot of cases of more than Canadian culture when we grew up. And then, a, and then as time it. went on, it, more separation, as you get older, more separation as, as, as we, we got wiser, <laughs> more separation, but we're seeing this, but what directly him being in power, Anybody, Joe Biden being in power now, is going to affect certain things of Canada. Uh, Trump, it negatively affects certain things in Canada, the trade system and whatever. So it does affect us. We have no say in the matter, but I'm not going to sit back idly and say, like, well, I have no, uh, no opinion on it. Fuck Do you that. still have birds on your money? Yeah. We got colored money. Get over it, you <laughs> yeah, fucks. Yeah, birds too. Yeah. 
Your money, money, I don't know if I'm taking it on a so one, a ten, a fifty. Native Americans. Yeah, that'll anyway, be five ducks, please. That's it. I'm off my two soapboxes now, Johnny New Pants. Five ducks. Give me five. Give me five ducks and three quails. We're gonna do a show. We're gonna do a politics show. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I, I just like to With chime heads. in, say a couple of things off color, and then get the fuck out of Dodge. We have our our past leaders, George Washington, Lincoln, and. Christian's got a duck and a fucking ostrich on his body. That's our Mount Rushmore is just fucking little cartoon animal characters. <laughs> you got Roadrunner on Yeah, there. yeah, Roadrunner, the whole nine yards. Fuck North Dakota, <laughs> South Dakota, wherever the fuck that thing is. <laughs> give, me 30, give me 35 Roadrunners, please. Yeah. <laughs> put that in Manitoba just for Johnny Dupants as well. I have no like I that's why I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. I haven't been in chats or anything. I don't I don't talk politics. You're smart. It's over. You're I'm smart. just happy it's over, so I don't have to hear everybody cry on the podcast like I have. For I'm happy it's over That's too, and happen. I'm happy it's over and ended the way it did. So That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm happy. It's yeah. just like when my brothers used to play what do you call it together? Board games and shit. And, and my younger brother would get so pissed off and when he lost, he would whine and cry and complain. It would be a big fucking deal. And I would tell my older brother, just let him win so we don't have to deal with it. That's how I feel now. I'm glad that the Democrats won, so I don't have to hear them complain on podcasts for the next four years. They and that's didn't what swear I said on, on Frankie they wouldn't play board games anymore, did they? <laughs> you guys are swearing on Frankie too much. How did, <laughs> how did that uh, how that text work out for you, D? I look at his text. He just says, I'm glad. And then people went off on him. They People that's just they jumped are. down your throat. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I mean, I but granted, okay. granted, you do put it out there. Like, I, do, I put that... Uh, post on our our page i put the, he the, got mad the post at me. he got mad at me he's like teflon b it's like i want to be like fucking teflon b <laughs> but I, I do put it out there there's a little bit of always it's like ah oh, fuck you guys i gotta put this out there and just see what happens so i'm not saying that that's not what you did d but i think you, you put it out there and then some people took a took massive offense to it some did most people laughed about it and, and, and said amen <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, but the ones that opposed it, you can't make them happy no matter what. You can oh, fucking fuck. put butter on their ass, a fucking lollipop in their mouth, and fucking give them a blowjob, <laughs> and a fucking party hat, and a horn, and everything that they could want, and they're still going to find something to complain about. Is that how Black Phillip makes his butter? <laughs> in, a, in a Democrat's ass. <laughs> Is that the next 30 already up? It's the next 30 We already. didn't even talk about we the got- well, we did. We did, but we're only halfway through. Politics on the show. No, and we haven't even gotten to election yet. So that will be the political segment of the show. Well, <laughs> when you give your election. rating, yeah, when you give your rating, get your shit in. It's okay. I'll it's just, just say a- this. I love the fact that we're introduced to the resistance group. Carmelo Jones is the leader. It's sort of in the backdrop. You see uh, Dante Bishop, stranger from the first one, show up as, and help them, save them when they're trapped at the... Uh, when they're captured and trapped in the like the late I call it like the laser tag maze that they're trapped in where they're being hunted, where they were like basically auctioned off and hunted and they auctioned off to like the sisters. It reminded me of like the Soska sisters. I heard you bring your new swords this year, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I was like, they should have gotten the Soskas to play that part. Right. And uh, it was a cool reveal towards the end. I didn't, didn't it was expect a cool it. reveal. And it was sad when Shane got shot and died right in the middle of a I love you. Oh, but like, it was nice. Was it was heartbreaking. Time, perfect time to die. Yeah, per- <laughs> it was. It was. It was like, I love you. <laughs> That's That would be the closest thing to a surprise kill that you're mentioning or, or, or one of those things. I know it's not exactly what you're talking about, D, in the first one, but that would be. 
the the version in this movie. Like mid sentence, boom, boom, boom. It's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And that whole auction scene is great. And they went right into it in part two, where they auctioned it off to the highest bidder and and how they're fist pumping and everything else. And you could see the hate in Leo's eyes, Sergeant's eyes at that moment in time. And he knows you're mine. And the whole time. I love when he I love when he catches up to the old lady, the auctioneer outside. And he's like like shames her. Yells at her. It's like, now run. Yes. Run! That's oh. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, and then Big Daddy shows up at the end, and I know it gets confused with with the Jesus. Now I'm pulling a Christian. I hit my mic. Uh, it it ties in with the you know with the mercenaries in part three, where it becomes really much more government. But Big Daddy is a government official. You learn that those trucks are government trucks being sent out into these low income areas, you know, to to cleanse to cleanse the areas of the Eradicate. poor. Yeah. Eradicate. And the reason is he finds out he knows who Sergeant is, and so he knew where he was going. The only reason why he would be out on Purge Night, I, I buy it. It makes sense to me. Uh, oh, absolutely. Based on the story, so, and I, I love the fact that that the the drunk driver ends up saving him, shooting Big Daddy right in the, right between the fucking eyes at the end. I, I like that. I like I that. Like that. I teared up. I teared up with like you took my son. The emotion that he gets yeah. out of that scene. Yep. I actually teared up. And it happens in this movie. And it, well, it happened actually the first time I watched The Purge a little bit with the Ethan Hawke thing, just because I thought like just the dad in me, I was just like, oh, but then in that, it was that whole, you took my son, that part. And there was a scene oh. in part three as well. I think the fact that the movie could get you that emotional level always ends up amping up my enjoyment factor and, and my, my overall rating. That, yeah. I've, and then yeah. at the, at the end, uh, he grabs, you know, they're holding hands. He grabs Callie's hand. And it's almost like a, a thank you to Callie. I know she was being, like Dave was saying. No, she, it's you know, okay. She, she came around. I, no, I, I know, I but it, it's like it's like everything she was doing and 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 doing was leading was building on their relationship. And at the end, it was like a like a thank you for being you know a pain in the ass this whole movie because you ended right. up saving me. And and then of course three hundred and sixty four days till the next purge. And uh, just yeah. you know, so matter of fact, like lives are destroyed, lives have been saved. You know, in both of them, and. Uh, We'll see you next year for it. We don't give a fuck. You know, this is happening every year. So what's your rating? Uh, my rating is the same as the first one, 9 out of 10. Ooh-wee. Yeah. I was struggling with this. I feel like this is my favorite out of the series. I, I, was, I had it at 8.5. I can't, I can't disagree. 9 out of 10. Because it, it's a different movie, but it's just as enjoyable. Yes. Nice. I liked it. I, I pretty much like it a lot, too. Uh, I think it's funny. That um, I like getting the people together. We have this couple here, we have this group here, and we have this group here in the beginning, all experiencing their stuff at the beginning of the purge and preparing for it, and how they all end up together. And it doesn't seem too forced. I, I like how they do that in this movie. It's cool. I think it's pretty funny that that, <laughs> that guy and, and his wife, I forget their name, or, or that they're going to be separated, that not once but twice they put them there in situations where cars break down in the same day. Yeah. Like, oh, you should have. What kind of bet? That was something that happened to me. I'm like, what? What are the odds? Twice yeah. my car breaks down. Okay. <laughs> I find that funny. Uh, da, 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 I wish da, he had. Nope. Sh- I wish he had showed up in the next one though, Liz, because she stays with the resistance. I wish he had like. I hear you. Maybe showed Again, up. Again, they. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's because I want to purge, she right? Up, she can't. She can't yeah. show up in the last one. Like I said, that would be like a character that could return because, don't forget, in the next one, Dante's the head of the. Uh, of the resistance. Carmelo Jones is gone. I don't know if it's because they couldn't get 
I forgot the actor's name, the guy from The Wire who was the head in, in, in this one. I don't know if it's because they didn't get him back or maybe he was killed. But, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling like if, if they do bring her back in the future, it's just that, like, the resistance has grown and it's a much bigger operation that could finally, like, bring an end to this. Right on, man. Well, um, I like that bus on fire shot. Oh, <laughs> when you see it in the back crew, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude, it's sweet. Real quick, and you see it's completely on fire. I like, what's his name? This is Diego's night. That whole thing. Good shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I came around. I, I did like it. I have a little complaint that I, that I said about the thing at the end, but I still enjoyed it, and uh, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Nice. Nice. Yep. I, I definitely came up. So... Okay, now now we go into what's it called? Anarchy? No! That was anarchy. Oh, there's a reason why. Check out this fucking story. Listen to this shit. I'm so, I go and I grab my movies. There's a reason I call it this because my note says it, but check this out. I grab anarchy off the shelf and I come downstairs and I open it up and it's anarchy. And then I grab election year off the shelf and I come downstairs. And I open it up, and it's fucking anarchy. And I, I, I bought. This is so weird. My, you're not gonna believe this story. First and foremost, the first time I saw this movie, election year, I rented it on election night when Trump won the election the first time. It was about eight o'clock at night. If you guys remember, we found out who won. It was like eleven or, or midnight. It was later on in the evening. But I decided I was gonna wait until election night to watch that movie. So I I rent I went to family video and I rented Purge Election Year that night. I go home to watch the movie. I put the thing in, the fucking disc was faulty. It's the only time I rented a I was so pissed off because I planned my whole night around watching this movie. It was so a wrench. Now, <laughs> oh it was a fucking wrench. So now I'm pissed off. I end up having to steal the fucking movie and I'm living at my dad's apartment at the time. I end up having to steal it off a torrent site, knowing I'm going to get a warning for it because it, 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 it was distributed by Universal, and you can't steal from Universal. You'll get busted. But Any I never at my father's house, and I know that if you get one warning, that's it, the end of it, and he won't even care. So I did, and I watched the movie that night. <laughs> yeah, he did a now, movie. He set his dad up. His dad's in jail now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're allowed to get one fucking thing, and not have anything happen. It's fine. Yes. From me, Danny Torrance. <laughs> so, so I watched that movie that night. Now, years later, I have since purchased all of them from Family Video. I go to watch this movie yesterday, and guess what? It just happens to end up to be the day that we find out that Trump is not going to be back. So, the first time I watched it was the night he was elected. The next time I watched it was four years later. Was it defective? And yet to torrent it again? It wasn't defective. It wasn't in there. Apocalypse was in the fucking thing Anarchy. instead of... Anarchy! Whatever the Jesus. fuck it <laughs> Evil Apocalypse was there. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anarchy was in there instead of election night. So once again, I had another problem with the fucking Blu-ray from fucking family video with election night. What are the odds that I'd be watching it the, the day I find out Trump was not going to be elected and the night that I did the first time and that both times I was going to have a problem with it. It's uh, the odds are astronomical. Luckily she has him on his plex. So I was able to fucking watch it, but I was like, Holy fuck. I don't want to be a dick, but it's election year, not election night. <laughs> <laughs> election. election night apocalypse. 
What, what Let's franchise? talk about it. The, the second from the first purge. All right, purge election. We have 22 year. minutes to talk. 2016, oh, former police sergeant Barnes becomes head of security for Senator Charlie Roan, a presidential candidate targeted for death on purge night due to her vow to eliminate the purge. Written and directed by James DeMonico once again. A, a perfect follow-up to Anarchy in the sense of, like, it's a companion movie. It looks the same. I'm, I'm, I would be shocked to find out he had a different cinematographer. Like, it actually looks very similar, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, it moves very similar as well. I like the protector factor. I like the, the um, elected official and, and her, as we learned 18 years ago, her whole family was killed, so she wants to end this night, and she asks Leo directly Dude, why... That's- that's yeah. That's yeah. a cool scene at the beginning when they show and the, and the killer's like it's Ma- mommy's choice who gets to survive. The, the, oh, that that was yeah I know yeah. that was that was upsetting the mommy's choice. I don't like the voice they used for the guy. It was a little over the top, a little too cartoony. It might work for some for the creepy factor. It just took me out a little bit. If I had a nitpick, if I just had a nitpick a little bit, that voice they used for the guy because you never really see him talking the way they they the way it's filmed and shot and edited. Um, uh, but that was my only quibble. But the actual, the actual end game of that scene is really, really upsetting. And, You're acting and like a real crumb. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'll tell you I what. Hate you. Like I said, coming into this, this I want to call this my favorite, and the first one my least favorite. And now, based again, I only saw them one time. It's so weird because what I liked about this one, because I maybe because I watched it on election night at the time, all that stuff that was going on with the election and everything that was going on in the world at the time, it was cool. It was cool. It seemed true to life in, in some respects and everything. I liked that gimmick. I liked all that stuff, and I thought it was more politically charged than the other ones at the time. Now going back and watching it, I still like those aspects, but they weren't as strong as I as I remembered. I thought this movie was going to be different. But instead, I guess I always remember that scene at the end in the church. I remember the, the beginning, and I remember that. Those are the standout scenes. What I didn't remember is that, in my opinion, too much of this movie is basically just about protecting the senator and traveling her from place to place. It doesn't focus as much as, like, oh, damn it, I'm going to say it again, um, anarchy. Anarchy did it perfectly. It was the perfect blend of getting to know all the characters and everything else, and getting them together, and, and caring about the characters. In this one, yes, of course you care about the senator and everything else, and you care about the other people that are thrown in there, absolutely. But to the to me, this seems kind of like a a lesser version of of uh, of anarchy, and it, it's too much about the transportation of the senator, and not enough about some other things. I, I, that that I, was my takeaway. I can meet you. Close to what you're saying, but when you say a lesser version, I'm not I'm not diminishing it by much. I don't enjoy this quite. I'm, I enjoy it almost as much. I think the characters are as good, but I hear you. I hear you. There's something missing that kept keeps our anarchy at a nine, and this one like a notch below, in my opinion. And and I, it's only it's only a notch below because I do think that the introduction of the guy at the store. Uh, and 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 that yes. whole thing about purge insurance and and those two girls, the schoolgirls that come in, and you know yes. that they're going to come back. All that stuff is great and a carryover from Anarchy. 
I want my candy bar, you old fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, that girl is fucking well, nuts. And they this talked stuff about- was great. The first act was great. The third act was solid uh, with the church and where they're at. It just seems to me that the second act and all the action, I just fell out of it. I, I wasn't intrigued in the uh, the travel and the action and the characters as much as I was the movie before. I kind of fell out of it this time. And it was the last thing I was expecting to happen. This was my favorite coming in. Just like The Purge, the first one, the original, was my least favorite, and I fucking loved it. It, it was weird the way it happened, but something about the second act, that it just it felt a little old hat. And in, in some ways rehashed, but I love the introduction of these characters and everything that happened. And I feel for them and Lenora and the guy with the shop and those girls coming in and uh, we have to feel for the Senator and what's going on. And I just Laney, Laney, she was great. What I call See, Lenora. Sorry. Everything you're saying about this is where I feel like I'm going with the fourth film, the first perch that that's where I feel like it gets a little bit more redundant, but but still good. I agree. Uh, but here, here, I was still on board for the most part. Like, I mean, this is still really enjoyable. You really care. Like I said, I love the fact of Leo. Where he experiences why he wants to protect her. Uh, that she does trust him. There's a there's a trust there because she invites him to have a drink, even though it's water and whatnot. And there, uh, and Leo wants to make sure everything happens. And then the whole takedown of them wanting to assassinate her and get rid of the class 10 or whatever yeah protocol the of 10 or higher yeah yeah uh, no i like that i agree i think this one elevates from anarchy because of the fact that now finally we're dealing with somebody who's a genuine threat to the purge at why the ranking and everything is lifted also we get more talk about the political aspect that now there's murder tourism international people that are flying is great. over yeah. the purge insurance yes. stuff uh Great stuff yes and of course i i think maybe i understand what you're saying in terms of it strictly being about everybody protecting the senator because she's she's their ticket to a better world mm-hmm. but also the action is 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 more geared up because now he's dealing with with mercenaries and and you know diehard military men and i love that action i mean that I don't even know what it's called. That blade that Leo uses, that little blade that sticks up between the fingers. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a oh, little finger little blade. <laughs> Is it called a finger? I don't know. It's so cool. You just like stab people like a few times. You just puncture the skin. They bleed out. I yeah. fucking, man, I love it. I love their I escape like out of the house. I, it, there, there is a lot there. Dave, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I just think my, ele- I still feel like this is high caliber. No question. And, and, and I, and I'm on board for the whole movie. And this one's and- much more theatrical, much more grandiose. I mean, you get, you see like on the streets, people are wearing, you know, the, the, the uncle Sam, the lady Liberty light up mask. Well, that was you got, cool. You got, the gu- was great. Yeah, you got the guillotine chopping people's heads off in the middle of the freaking street. You got the uh, Lincoln Memorial that says purge on each of the, uh, yes, spelled out on, yeah, spelled yeah. out on all the columns. Just really, really visually like creepy and just you got the waffles and pussy more. line. <laughs> yeah. Waffles and pussy. A blue yeah. Waffle. yeah. <laughs> no, that was all great. My complaint is spending too much time with the rescue mission of the Senator. I, I wasn't into that. It was reminding me of like one of the lesser Star Wars movies when they concentrate too much on on the politics. It's and, a trap, and, <laughs> and not enough on. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's not a trap, I still honey. enjoyed it. It's, it's, I, I like it. Just 
not as much. Just like in the middle part, it was like she was in every scene. And like the other movies, they bounced around. You know, it just seemed like it, the focus was too much on let's turn this into saving the senator movies, movies so we can. It was more about the future of the purge than this year's purge itself. How about that? I think that maybe that's uh, uh, simpler put. Okay, yeah, I I could I understand what you're saying. It's like the purge that's going on around them. It's sort of like yeah, secondary. That's, that's what's good about it. To like the future they're trying to protect and change. Because if they focus too much on the purge, then then I think it, be- it becomes the last movie. Yeah, I think that's exactly. Yeah. It. I think I think I, Dave, your argument is valid in in the sense of why what took you out of it. But I think if they focus too much on it, then then it's too much of the same thing again, and not going into new territory, which then would work against it for for others as well. So where where I can see why it didn't work for you. I still feel like it's how I caliber for whatever reason. I, I do think at one point I thought this was on par with anarchy and it's very close, but I just feel like on this watch, it was almost there, but something, something lacked or something was, I, I feel like it's right there. I feel like maybe the one downfall is it's just a little bit long. I mean, they separate a lot. Like uh, at one point, uh, once they get to the safe house with the, the underground triage and they meet up with the resistance and they meet Dante again, then uh, Leo and Marcos leave like they're going to go back to the deli to watch it some more. And then they see the government trucks coming. They realize they got to turn around and go back. But I, I like the the whole uh, election concept. I like that he's she's running against this minister guy who's just like having the uh, purge mass. And he's like, you know, purge and purify. And it's really, really some creepy stuff. And that other guy at the end, that really tall, like... Uh, what was his name? The one who's dressed in in the like the bishop, the bishop. No, not the bishop. That was the bishop. The senator guy? Are you talking no, about? No, the one, the the creepy guy at the end who kills Joe. What the oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. Um, why can't I think of it? The guy Carmen who, James. Yeah, Carmen the guy that James. comes in and fires, and Joe does the yeah the heroic dive over and and yeah. His death. That's the one that was I thought was. Again, the way very that he clung, very emotional. Yeah, the, he did a good very job as an actor because he's a secondary. Well, he's a fairly main character in this, but secondary to to like the the senator and and whatever. But when he dies, I was I got I was feeling like I was getting emotional again. I'm like, he did well, a great it was job. Emotional because at the beginning, like him and Leo are sort of clashing. Leo's being very like disrespectful. Leo's being a dick to him, like Hallie was being a dick to Leo. Leo's <laughs> being a, a a dick to uh, to Joe. You know, he calls him uh, Deli Boy or something. Yeah, he, he yeah, the means him with Deli Boy. But I think it's, isn't it because he's not 100% on board? Well, there's a bit of a trust thing, but he's not also 100% on board with the senator. He wants to think the best will come from it, but he's... He doesn't think she has a chance in winning. Yes, exactly. Like, I don't think you have a snowball's chance in hell. That's exactly the line, yeah. I think it so, is. I think it is exactly the line. But, they, and, but their their relationship builds, and eventually, you know, they have respect for each other. And at the end, you know, when he's dying, he says, you know, you got this. And, you know, Leo's just, you know, Leo's just in the back, just like, I got this. And it was just, it yeah. was emotional. Yeah. And, and like, they, they had, they had a, they shared a moment there. And the yeah. fact that he was called Deli Boy. Wasn't there a horror film called Deli Boy that came out? Deli something? A it was a uh, Southeast Asian film called New Deli Boy. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a good joke. But you can't there... say that. <laughs> I thought there was something like Delhi something or other, like a few years ago, that Dave had on his list or or watched. Big and... boy, 
Bag boy, lover boy? That's what it, bag boy, deli boy. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Not boy. even remotely close. <laughs> bag boy, lover boy is a good film, but I don't know about deli boy. So I, that's love it, Dave, like you... I love the escape. I love that Leo had the uh, the trap door that only he knew about. Knew all. Blah, blah, blah. Can't talk. <laughs> that only he knew about. And then when uh, when his own people betray him, he blows up the room. I thought that was awesome. No, it, it was that was that was great. That's why there's there is there's still it's high caliber. It's a lot of action. Um, it, it, it's it's I mean it's still horrific. That whole church scene at the end is uh, is really really upsetting when you're mixing religion with this as well. This takes it to another level. It happens. Re- religious fanaticism. Purge and cleanse your soul. And when they find all the uh, the uh, live people bound and gagged in the basement of the church, you know, the, the level of the amount of purging they were going to do that night is just insane. Oh, and that's why I see Dave saying, like, the first act and the third act, solid. I don't think the second act uh, it diminishes too much of my enjoyment. I don't uh, think so either. I understand what but, Dave's saying, though, especially, you know, when they get to the uh, the triage, there's a lot of politically driven. You see the senator talking with the victims and stuff. It becomes a lot of like campaign type stuff almost. And I could see how it could it could take you out of it because it's more it is more about the senator and the future of the purge. But I think they do focus the enough on the yeah. purge. We, we got, of course, the, the mercenaries and the lead mercenary who's not Anthony Michael Hall, but looks exactly like Anthony Michael Hall, you know, Anthony <laughs> Michael Hall's lookalike yeah. actor. I forgot the, the actor's name, but he's a good actor too. And he was great in it. Yeah. Because again, it's weird because even though like, I think he's it's Michael evil Anthony and they're Hall. killing, but it, he's literally doing it just for money because at one point he says, let's, you know, let's get our money. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like he doesn't want to purchase. It's, it's a business at this point. Right. Exactly. And that's, and sense. that's, yeah. And that's how it, you know, it becomes exposed and is that it's, it's all for, it's all for profit. It's not, it's not about the people. It's not about the people being mentally any uh, better off and lowering crime in this. It's about getting rid of the lower class and lining the pockets of the elite. Yep. No, I get what you're saying. I 100% do. You know, I, I, I like the movie for that. Maybe I think that's what I liked it for the first time. I liked what they were saying about about the politics and their opinions. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I know exactly what you're trying to say. And this is very believable. And in an extreme case, it could happen. You know, I get all that. And I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, I just mm-hmm. fell out a little bit in the second act. That That's really all there is to it. I wasn't engaged with the characters as much as I was in in the prior two movies. That's all, but I still enjoy it. There was, some, I think, there might have been a little bit more gore in this, and a, a few better kills. Like the, the candy girls was great when they got ran over and oh, blasted in the dude, face. Dude, that oh. was fucking epic. Yeah, epic. man, I love it when Lainey comes back, and just fucking, and they show it in slow motion. The one girl flying oh, through the air, and yes. if you notice, her shoes fall off. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You see her shoes fly off. My Always a bonus. I think that was a trend started in Halloween too, and it's always a treat to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh. I like that the one guy is actually true blue. See, that's what I like about when somebody believes in their shit all the way till their dying day, and they end up not be. I have more respect for somebody that stands up and says something politically, but they truly mean it and believe in it, and they think that it's for the better of the country. I have more respect for them, even if I disagree with their opinion, than somebody 
who's not true blue and is just, you know, doing it a different way and, and for the wrong reasons. Like at the end, when that guy's there and the gun's pointing to his head, the politician, the guy in the NFA, and he's like, purge, purge, shoot me, kill me. It's your, it's your right as an American. Purge, and he's begging him to shoot. I respect that character, even though he's the heel and I don't agree with what he's saying, but I like when people or characters do that. He's true blue right to the end. He truly believes in the purge, even if it's him losing his own life. I dig that. And Dante dies in this one, which is sad. He sacrifices himself. And that's commendable. He's like, I got one more move in me, and then he crashes his car and kills a few few of them, and then he, of course, gets blown away. Man. Yeah. Could almost say it's Dante's Inferno. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been cool if Dante and Leo spoke a little bit, or Dante and the senator spoke, and there was a little bit of a reference to the Sandin family. Yeah, that would have been cool. Because even though the Dante, so long I mean, he ago, have, right? he, yeah, he doesn't have enough of a like of an arc in it. I, I get where he is now that it built to this, but like I wanted to just see like you know a reference, like a thank you to like the family that changed his life or something, or saved his life. My dog agrees. Yep. <laughs> How about that crip whistle part? I, I as soon as he did it, I knew exactly where it was going. As soon as the guy did that, I looked at my wife and go, oh, I go, you know what that is, right? And she's like, what, huh? That's a crip whistle. Yeah, I knew it. I know what a fucking crip whistle. As soon as he said it, I go, oh, dude, I know what he's doing. He's going he's gonna to get get there out of this by doing this shit. And he's like, I told you I had a past. But I knew the crip whistle as soon as I heard it. I'm like, that's fucking great. You know what? And that's another good thing that they do. You know, talking about how Joe had a past. They do the same thing with, uh, with Marcos, you know, the guy who strongly believes in the senator who works for Joe. You know, when when Leo's questioning him about, you know, what you did in Mexico, he's like, I survived. You know, everyone has a past and they're not proud of the things they had to do, but they still believe in a, you know, in a better future than than the one they're they're living in currently. Well, I like I even like Joe's passion of just having a store like he was like, this is my piece of the pie. He goes, this is it. This is and I, that that's that's commendable, too. You talk about commending like him. say, like, I don't I'm not wishing for the stars. I mean. This is what I do, and this is what I. This is my living the American dream. This is my slice of the pie. I got to protect my store. They're going to be doing a spinoff called uh, Bad Boy Deli Boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I liked at the end where they go back to him and 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 the dude is painting, doing a fresh, fixing it up, doing a fresh coat of paint, and 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 he says Joe would have been proud or Joe. How about the scene where it. Joe's di- where Joe's dying and he says to Leo, "Why did this happen?" Leo goes, "You got shot." <laughs> oh my lord is that a hannibal reference oh that's a bubba gump reference he was oh bubba. My God. that's bubba from forrest gump yes. yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's great <laughs> a shrimp joke would have been better happen? a what a shrimp joke would have been better let's get him yeah. started because the shrimp joke takes too long yeah deli boy I'm... shrimp boy yeah <laughs> i'm gonna make dead shrimp Popcorn shrimp, jumbo shrimp. No, stop it. It's Sorry, Dave. Shrimp gumbo shrimp. And there is another movie where a guy does work in a deli, and it's not Bay Boy, Lover Boy. It was a foreign film, and it's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to look, and it'll be a cliffhanger. No, it came out like fucking three years ago. It's a foreign horror movie, and the guy works a kebab, something about kebabs. Remember that shit? No? Uh, if you guys don't remember, uh, then you don't. Hey, it's something with kebabs. Either way. Well, let's put this election night. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me? Elections, no, uh, election year, so Brandon doesn't jump down my fucking throat. 8.5 out of 10. Woo-wee. 8.5. Wow. Well, like I said, I, I liked it a little bit less. I was cool with it, but just not 
you know, not like I like the whole Joe and Marcos thing. That there's a lot of good stuff. I just fall out of it in the fucking in the middle. It just it just happens. But either way, seven out of ten for me. Oh, and I love the ending, the soundtrack, the song. I'm afraid of Americans. The fucking <laughs> Trent Reznor Bowie song. I love that song. Oh, it's perfect. That's become the new Canadian anthem, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of Americans, and I won. <laughs> What can I tell you? You can't say nothing. I'm afraid of both sides now. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about the, the head of the NFFA. Who, Who is it? A, um, what's his name? Caleb. Oh. I forgot the name. Mark, Marcos use, rifles him right, in that, right between the eyes. Of cunt? How close is that cunt? Like, he's so, at the beginning, he's such, like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That whole show, that whole showdown in the church is great. Yes, it is. It's a great scene. Yeah, it and is. the reveal of her and the fucking and how they have the tunnel and the other ones didn't know about. It goes back to George Washington, and they keep having the same. Uh, there's been four churches on top of those underground tunnels, and they don't even know about it. And the way they sneak it, that's good stuff. Yes, all yeah. great stuff. I like the two months after the senator wins the election. Marcos is running the deli. Laney, you know, we 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 touched on her a little bit. Such a strong character. Also, again, another character with a flawed past, you know, reference that she used to be like those two girls who were shoplifting. She used to, you know, be a troubled, you know, youth. And Joe sort of saved her and that sense of community. I fucking love it. I, uh, I'm, I'm there. Did it, Dave, did you give your rating? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Uh, Whoa. Crazy. I know. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm with, I'm with Christian. Eight and a half out of 10. Nice. Uh, eight and a half out of seven. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what I, I still think that I'm coming in higher Than most of the people listening Probably. I think most of the people listening Are not going to be as high As the ratings that we've given on this franchise Most of the people listening are bag boy deli boys <laughs> <laughs> Well uh, we got to get on this 25 minutes for the last review Alright uh, The first purge Which is the fourth purge <laughs> This one is written by James DeMonaco, but directed by Gerald McMurray. So, a new director for the fourth one. America's third political party, the new founding fathers of America, come to pow- comes to power and conducts an experiment. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. Of course, it's Staten Island. No one has to stay on the island, but $5,000 is given to anyone who does. First time I watched this, I said, well, this is def- definitely my least favorite of the batch. Like there was a, a like a emphasis on definitely rewatching it. I actually was I'm like, Oh, this is not that bad. I'm, I'm enjoying this. This is, this is good. I mean, it's not, it's not at the level of the first three, but it, it still manages to be successful enough. I'm definitely much higher on it than initially. I would have probably been like a, a six upon first watch. It's much really? higher than that. Really, that low? No, much See, higher. I, I, yeah. yeah. No, I don't, no, because I, I, I agree with you. And I feel like the reason why people might not enjoy it as much is because, look, our protagonists here are, are not really good guys. I mean, we have a drug kingpin as our protagonist. But fuck it, Dimitri is cool as hell. Well, then, and he and becomes the, a fucking protector. action hero. And the protector, yeah, the protector mentality of, that he has, of, uh, that's his redeeming quality. But yeah. I don't like it opening with that crazy guy. I think he's far too crazy, but I guess oh, they had to Skeletor's set him up. Skeletor's fucking awesome. I know, but he's just over the top, like in that opening scene. So well, I, I just, He is over the top, but that's he's what they wanted. Head. It yeah. just goes to show you. Yeah, he is a crackhead, and it just goes to show you that they wanted to have people like that out there. That's why they were being interviewed. We find that out later. 
Yeah. But you know what I enough. mean? That's why he got the cut because he was so over the top. They liked, oh yeah, this guy will be good for ratings and whatever else and to get things going. You know what I mean? That's what I think. So no, and I you're think absolutely retrospect- right. So in, in in which case, me not liking it really doesn't matter because it does pose a very important point in the movie and, and reason for for why he's being picked and put. And I, initially I didn't like the contact lenses because I always think when you're doing a prequel, why are you introducing stuff that seems more futuristic? It, same sort of idea of the Star Wars prequels having more, more, more futuristic shit than the movies that followed after. However, they explain it kind of a way as it's a recording device, and that's the only reason why they're doing it is to to record right. the 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 going ons and and then um, keeping tabs on what's happening. So yeah, it's, well, look, the grand it's actually bigger technology as they go on in the other ones because they have more, you know cameras and cc drones and, and i guess and, drones yeah. yeah i guess you're but right. that's why i was asking brandon at the beginning when he started talking about the years because it would have been a complaint i was like so what year was the first purge and what year was it by the way answer that again please this one you mean yes yeah, what year would it have been taking place 2014 see which is fine because as i'm watching i'm like i'm thinking this is 2002 just by going my in my own head when i came up with yeah. everybody has fucking smartphones and this and that i go this might be a knock for me but i'm gonna wait until we get it on the show yeah. and, and i knew it would come up so that makes perfect sense that they have smartphones and there's drones and there's everything else and that technology with the eyes well maybe it's stretching a little bit but i mean nothing more than we've seen in fucking vhs in the same year you know Dude, what I mean? you, so, could, you could drive yourself nuts because the first purge came out in 2013 takes place in 2000 22 and the latest purge came out in 2018 and takes place in 2014 it's like what the Wait, fuck is going aren't the on? drones aren't the drones in the last one in election year they're in both of them there are some drones here too yeah that's where it's i no get a little, they're blending together they just happen I, to show a drone okay. it's no big deal they just show one and it has a face paint remember there's like a face painted on it and the guy says he goes no he goes that's one of their drones or something because that's not uh okay so and so that's the government or something i forgot what he says or that's the bad guys I, but all i know is there was one flying around and you see a face on it and it's like painted like red white and blue and it has i don't know it, it, what, what, it I'm getting, i thought it was the election year where the guy's under the car and he sees his buddy getting just rippled with bullets from the drone and he can't really escape i thought that was election year but maybe might have uh, been but I'm just telling yeah. I, all I know is I remember seeing a drone in a conversation and somebody pointing something out about the drone. I thought it was this one. I could okay. I could be wrong. I'm but... pretty sure it's this one. Okay. Yeah. Either way, I you know what I like? I, I, I like Naya. I think she might be my favorite character. Oh man, Naya, she's stunning. I love Indeed. Her. Yeah. So I I'm already I'm already sucked in with her and uh, and I, she's <laughs> a great character. You know what I mean? She she's very she pretty and, and, and her brother. she has morals. Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah. She wants to protect her brother. The brother wants to right. like yeah, and and I again how they deal with that and uh how they come together and again uh the protector mentality. It's like we know what's happening here. We're being targeted because we're low we're low income, lower class. It's Staten Island, it's like escape from New York in a in a sense, like in, in the way that they but they've got a choice to stay and they're gonna be paid. But at the end of the day, I don't think that the goal of the government is that they don't want to pay anybody out. To be totally honest, because I think yeah. they're they're hunting people and, down. Anyway. And I get, and it makes total sense why they stay. You know, at one point, I is even talking to Isaiah. You know, once she rescues him and finds out that he's been uh, been been working for Dimitri, even though Dimitri doesn't even know, he's just working the corners with his buddies. And uh, you know, she says, this, "There's a better way." He's like, "I don't see it. If you let, if you see it, you know, let me know." Like it's like they, they want better, but there's just absolutely no opportunity. 
A better way, a better way. <laughs> By the way, I found out that movie. It was it, it was it was called K pop. Or pardon me, K Shop. And here's what's funny. I looked at my notes from 2016. Look what it says. K uh, K Shop makes Bag Boy Lover Boy. Wait, I, I yeah, can't the, the, <laughs> no, the funny thing is that the way I just happened to write them down and watch them in that order that year for review in 2016, the movie, the first movie was called K shop 7.5 out of 10 right below it. Bag boy, lover boy, 7.5. And those are the See? two movies I mentioned. It's yeah. my memory. <laughs> David. Yeah. Jeremy, you know how I wrote my notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. She's a great character. She doesn't want her to be hooked up with Dimitri, even though he could have made life easier for him and, and her brother, he wants no part. She wants no part of that. She's true blue. She's like, no, I don't want your blood money. This is what we're going to do. This is how I want my brother, uh, you know, to be raised up here. And, and and that's it. And it's fun. And it's believable. And I like what they do with the freaking, the, what do you call it? How it's slow to start and why it happens and how they bring in, you know, the doctor doing it as a social experiment. Oh, and she's still stunning. And the purse Marcia parties. Tomei. Yes, and that would happen. Yeah, well, that's how, you know, the first purge, like, nobody nobody actually anticipates that people are going to turn violent. It's yeah, really only... money. If someone if someone came in your neighborhood, you're not... A, I'm not in a poor neighborhood, but if someone came in this neighborhood today and said, here, here's $5,000 for everybody to stay here, I could see people partying in the street. Oh, absolutely. They don't... Because they don't think any violence is going to happen. And really, no right. violence does happen, with the exception of Skeletor, and then, of course, right. them sending in their own government people, these white power fucking Nazi motherfuckers. Which is all believable. Absolutely, 100%. So My yeah. problem with this movie is not the first or the second act, but it's the third act. I don't know what's going on. In the th I know what's going on. I, I, I may have just blinked and missed something. I don't understand why they're all in that place at the end and why everybody's after the, our, our characters in particular and what's going on there exactly. And... Nor do I care. I know that these are our, our antagonists and these are our protagonists, and we're going to see them together in peril at the end. I just kind of fall out of it in the climax of the film, but I still like the first two acts. So I do. I, I, man, I, I'm on board front to end, front, you know, start to finish. The third never, the you never movie. go front to end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the third and the fourth movie. I'm not as engaged as the first two. It's simple as that. Yeah, like this, this is the one with the drones. This is definitely the one with the drones. Um, I, I, you know what? I love Marissa Tomei, but I felt like it was a wasted character. I do like the scene where they, they kill her. It reminded me very much of uh, John Wick, the end of John Wick one, when they kill the female assassin. I almost I feel forgot. like that was. I thought they were again because I had only seen it once and I forgot. I thought she was going to come back somehow because it's like they show the far away shot. She gets out of the car. They shoot her in the head. Correct. And you see her dropping. Yeah, they, get rid they, of that footage. Yeah, they they so, all like gather around her. It's very thought, much John Wick, if you remember the first John Wick. Yeah, the girl the, who the violates the policy. The the girl who violates the the only good one. Get the fuck out. John Wick Two is a video game. Don't tell me anything different. It get, it gets so boring because it's literally just him going. I'm like, I love action movies, but John Wick Two bored me because I was just like, oh, this is just the same thing. I feel like I played a, an action, uh, watching someone play a video game. That's my you review of it. Me. Yeah, well, I, I'm in. That's I'm my, in that, this totally is my, my review of John Wick 2. Christian bores me. Yeah. John Wick is great. John Wick 2, boring. Candlewick, awesome. Anyway, there's not enough dog death in this to be like John Wick. No, I'm, <laughs> they show that shot for so far away that I thought maybe they were trying to pull a fast one on the other guy. And it was like, uh, 
like a switcheroo. But no, it's legit. It just, it's it's funny. It's just the way it's presented to us. I thought something was going to come out of that. Dude, the drug dealer showdown with the, the girls at the apartment. Oh, that's great. <laughs> awesome. I knew it, though. And even if I'm him, if I'm Dimitri, and those two girls just come in out of nowhere. And, I mean, the guy here, yeah, his friend does bring him in. I would have been suspicious. And they're, but regu- again, but they're regulars because he knows them. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Because they even say, okay. you know, once he has them, they say, sorry, D, it was it was just business. It wasn't anything personal. And, you, he, and he spares and them. The first perk. And he spares them at the end. He goes after the, he brings them, targets the yeah, bat, yeah, like cool. the other, and then he's like, let the girls walk, just make sure that they never come back here again. Like, I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Which I said to my dad at that point, I'm like, that's not a punishment, not having to come back to Staten Island. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a reward. We get to leave Staten Island. Oh, shit. That's good. But I, I find it believable. I liked yep. it. Sorry. I don't know. I was going to say when he kills the other drug dealer, capital A. Oh, that was fucking, yeah. oh, that scene was great. Enjoy your reign as king. You had the crown for a minute. Remember that? that was great. <laughs> Didn't the CGI uh, come into play in this one? Isn't there more CGI blood in this one comparatively to the others? I didn't notice, they but it all was had it. That was my nitpick for all of them. They have that little spurt of CGI blood after each kill. That it was. It, it was even. This is just. Yeah. It dissipates. Yeah. It, it, it was in all of them. It okay. was in all of them, and it didn't need it, but it, it absolutely does not affect my enjoyment of it. I no. don't care. Yeah, I, I yeah. just couldn't remember if this one. I think I, for whatever reason, I thought I noticed it more in this one, but you're correct. It was there in all of them. So, how about the water gun guy? <laughs> would you oh. would you go perching with a fucking water gun? <laughs> that guy was fucking nuts. Well, again, they really didn't know what was going on. Didn't wasn't he part of like the whole? No, he was just some crazy guy on the street dressed up who uh, sprayed the guy with water. He had Isaiah and Naya, like, and they're like about to be killed, and you're like, oh, and then he just shoots, and it's a water gun. It seems like a weird, a, a weird thing, but yeah. Did you hear? I forgot. Man, I have it written down in quotes, which means it was a quote in the movie, but I don't know who said it or in what context. But somebody said "pussy grabbing motherfucker" in this movie. She did. Which no, she did when she gets attacked. Oh, remember she did. in when the she gets great attacked in the sewer in by the, the sewer, sewer guys, grate. and she, and she gets Julius. pulled in. And she says, you pussy-grabbing motherfucker. Of course, it's that was so a reference funny. to Trump. It's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, yes. I yeah. wrote it down. No one remembers that. No one remembers grab the of world by the I pussy. Remember. No, no. I'm talking about society doesn't seem to remember that. Uh, oh. Or whatever like that. They that, But yes, she does say that. You pussy-grabbing motherfucker. Dude, the whole scene was great because, first of all, how about that guy? He had a baby doll mask. He was in the sewer. And did you oh. see the mask he was wearing? It was like yeah. a baby doll. and was making a – so when he breathed through it, it somehow he – It cried. It made a baby noise. He yeah. was like yeah. – <laughs> It's the creepiest fucking shit ever. Yeah. You know who it was? It was, it, was, awesome. it was the son from part one. It was that doll that he had on his robot. It was kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was Charlie from part one. He was the it pussy was grabber. It was Charlie Pussy Grabber and Deli and Deli Boy Joe. <laughs> Dude, that whole scene was maybe my favorite scene in the movie. Just because of that baby doll mask for uh, as a breather, making that noise and then her coming down and seeing what's up, and then he's doing this and this, and then he grabs her, and then she gets up, she gets down, she runs away, and she goes, Pussy grabbing motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> How about the old ladies with the exploding stuffed animals? Yeah, they were great oh, too. They were great too. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's and I was, always I, making fun of us. Oh, yeah. And I brought up to Christian the uh, the guy purging with the water gun. 
I heard. Yeah, yeah, I know. How heard. crazy do you have to be to purge with a fucking water gun? He just wants to punk people, prank them. I can <laughs> see that, but if you do the it's, wrong thing. It's guy, Ashton Kutcher running around punking people. <laughs> That's my sense of humor. I would do that, but I wouldn't because I know I'd piss off the wrong guy and get killed. You know what I mean? Well, so that's the thing. Like, that's what it's so insane. It's funny, but it's so insane to be out on purge night where murder is legal and like you're running around with a water gun. Just to fuck with people, that'd be great. Yeah. People are think they're about to be killed, and you're gonna be like, ha ha. You know what I mean? I'm just fucking with you. Have a fun purge. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I can see that happening. People gotta entertain themselves. Remember, they're partying. They're outside partying. It's believable. Give everybody five G's to stay there. They're going to be outside in the street freaking having house parties and this and that. And well, not many people have the urge to kill. They just don't. No. And when Skeletors start see... stabbing, they start screaming yeah. and dissipate. That's and they what run it away. all yeah. yeah. They right. really showed that what the purge became was really the result of government interference. It wasn't a result of the corruption of people. Which is what you think in the first one. You're like, oh my god. I mean, yes, some people, are, of course, are corrupted. You know, by this concept, but overall, when it started, it was a failure, and they had to bring in reinforcements to to turn this into something. Right. Well, it's encouraged. It's like anything else. People are talked into things. They believe what their media tells them, and they're they're going to start using that phrase that you hear so much throughout the franchise that it gives you a night. To and I forgot what the phrase is, but it's something about letting out your aggressions or doing release something. the beast. Something along those lines. Like, yeah, I, I well, like to release my aggressions, but I'm not going to go out and kill someone innocently. If I'm going to do it, I know exactly who I'm going to kill and exactly where I'm going to go. That's a fact. There is a reason for it. Somebody has a target. There's a damn good reason. And I, I know, know who, I know exactly who your target is. I'd be flying out to Vegas, you know, but the thing is. Uh, is that where Davy is? <laughs> Don't kill me. But I mean, uh, just because I have, you know, inner whatever the fuck I have, and I'm sure everybody has a little bit of it, but just because I have angst doesn't mean that I want to go out and kill an innocent person. Of course not. Teenage angst? I can't even, (laughs) I can't even be mean to someone I don't like. It's just not me. Some people can. That's not me. I want to see Dave's Purge movie. I bet Dave goes out purging and he's just saving cats. He's running around dressed like Lady Liberty, grabbing all the cats he can. (laughs) If I'm purging, if I can break the law. He's purring, not purging, he's purring. (laughs) I would save cats. If anybody hurt a cat. If if there was a list of people that hurt cats, I would track those motherfuckers down and kill them. That's true. I have no fucking tolerance for that. That's like my strongest thing at this point. But if I'm going to commit a crime... That'd be, that's fucking hilarious. That should be. There's a whole spinoff here called The Purge with these pussy grabbing motherfuckers. And there's the tagline. It's The whole thing is right there. Movie oh 12. Wow. Here's what I would do the, the crime I would commit, I would, I would say, hey, I would tell my wife, let's do this and see who she went for. And I want to contact every married woman I know that I want to fuck. And say, hey, let's commit adultery tonight. This is the one night we can do it. Would you be interested? I would just want to fuck about as many women as I could in those 12 hours if my wife let me. If your wife lets you, you can do that now. You don't need a purge. No, but you can't get other people to do it. No, it's hard to find another woman that is willing to do it because they know you're married. That's what I'm saying. But if they can do it also and there's no harm in it that night, then there you go. Let's fuck. I'd fuck as many. I'd fuck a woman an hour if I could for those twelve hours. If my wife let me, of course, you know. But if not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just cheat on her. But, she may throw you know. a wrench into your plans. <laughs> no, 
I'm sure she was. <laughs> I can't help it. It's 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 the best callback of the night. The wrench. A wrench. Yep. At least I'm not calling her a wench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bear wench. The bear wench project. Oh, did you ever see that one? The bear wench. Oh gosh. It, that's a porno, right? The bear wench. It's not really project. a porno. It's more like a fucking. It's an adult. It's a comedy with TNA, but it's, oh, you know, okay. it's I don't so think I'll... people actually get down because I watched it with my friends. I think I rented it. It was either on Cinemax or we rented it from fucking Hollywood. So it's more like a probably, you probably got like Misty Monday. It's probably like a really soft core. Some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Air Wench Project. <laughs> Good <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. Maybe I did see it. It's memorable. I've seen the Planet of the Apes one. You didn't see Planet of the Gapes. That's what you got to see. There's Planet of the Gapes. That's what you want to see. Ew. I don't uh, we gotta, we gotta get back to the because I don't know. This is what I feel about this movie. It's more of the same. There's still good stuff here because you do care about There's the characters. Great stuff here. There's great yeah. stuff yeah. here. Dimitri's a strong lead. I love his sidekick, that uh, seven and seven guy. When they get they, when they get T-boned by that truck. Ooh. Yeah. And then and then that's when the action really ramps up. He gets out. He starts killing mercenaries. He snaps one guy's neck. I said to my dad, I said, is it that easy to break someone's neck? He's like, no. I said, how do you know? Yeah, I said, how many you know that? You Let me show you, son. <laughs> you a doctor? Or did you call it Dr. Lipschitz? Ask him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, in the movies, it's always, it's very easy to snap a neck in a movie. I hate that kill. Unless you're Jason, I don't want to see it. Jason, Dude, I'll- I love it. I love broken necks in movies. I don't. I I, I find it's a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Really? You better than a slit throat? I like a slit throat. I like I like a slit mouth woman. (laughs) The only broken necks I like are when someone's being hung and you see their head tilting and their that that, that's a good broken neck as a result of hanging. Yeah. That's a good one. Anyway, (laughs) we only got a couple minutes, so talk about this movie. I I think I, I said, you know. Pretty much everything. Uh, I like those three wise men guys, and I and I like what's her yeah. name, Blaze. She's a good sidekick for him, and she's true. Blue. Oh, dude, I wish I wish she had. She Sand needed. And... She needed a better kill. She needed yeah. to die off in a more like badass way because she was badass the way she too put that. Too many the way characters. She... That's my that's my complaint about this movie. There's too many characters. By see, me. I didn't think so. I thought I thought she was the only character that they sort of dispatched of too quickly. I thought everyone else had enough time between all the friends, between Dolores, between Louise and Celine, the mother and daughter at the church, the whole church scene, which was terrifying, even though you don't see it, you just hear about it and you hear the shooting and them running out. Um, Isaiah and Naya. Yeah, but Isaiah and Naya, we go like 20 minutes at one point, and maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but we go a, a long stretch of time and just don't see him anymore because there, there's a difference between bouncing around and doing it a good way when you're setting up the story like they do in the second movie, because I'm going to call it the wrong name, Anarchy. They do it perfectly. You know what I mean? But in this one, I think that they bounce around a little too much, and it doesn't give you enough time to care about the characters as much. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just a little I don't know. You, I mean, I don't think it's a, a right or wrong thing. I think it's just a feeling thing. I do get it, because yeah. they're bouncing back between Dimitri mm-hmm. and, and the drug gang, you know, war, and then certainly, you know, Naya's group. So it is a little bit of a bounce back. But when they meet up in the end and he's, you know, saving them in the hallways and you got that that Nazi guy in the trench coat and, you know, the C4, I, I, I love it. I was just into it. Nice. 
This is like your Saw series part two, I think. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really... I'm, this one's strong. It, it, it's strong enough. But yeah, there's a drop-off. I think it's just repetition at this point. And and again, I get it. We we When we do these franchises, there's got to be some... There's going to be repetition. There's going to be carryover. And again, this is still decent. It's still like... It's still a well, well, well above average. Like I, my rating's going to reflect that. I just feel like after watching them all, this just ranks the lowest. And I, when I say drop off, drop off always sounds negative. It's still a seven and a half for me. I'll just say the rating. It's a seven and a yeah. half. But I just feel like it's a bit of a drop off from the other three films. Yeah, but what the franchise did really well was take the first one and have it an isolated sort of uh, small group, not really about the bigger picture you know talk about the bigger picture but not really expose it the second one takes it out into the streets and really starts to introduce you to other elements outside of uh this gated community third one of course introduces our hero who can end this and then the fourth one being our prequel taking us back to the origin and if the fifth one is the last one like it says it is i think it could wrap up and be a really a, a, a perfect franchise almost and you're perfect right. In I the mean, sense that, perfect in the sense that all five could potentially be really strong films, and I give this one an eight out of ten. Okay. Right on. Okay. Well, I give it a seven out of ten, just just like I did the last one. So okay. it's a nine, an eight, a seven, and a seven. I don't know how they could do a fifth one because, at the, like I said, after that, what happens at the end of the third one that that should be the end of it, unless it's like an in between episode, which maybe so. That's fine. It's I... like another chapter. I think it might. I think you. I think you bring back the senator. You bring back uh, Leo, and it's sort of like maybe during her term as president, you know, and sort of like it wrapping it up because there's going to be resistance from both ends. Obviously, you know, they're going to want to put an end to it, but not everyone's going to be like, okay, let's end it. Just like what's going on right now. It's like, well, well we should also you know, just because I know we're getting we're wrapping up. But we should just mention that there is a show that had two seasons running on Prime as well. I've only watched one episode, the very first episode. It was a good it was a good setup, but I, I can't say anything more about it. Talking to Jason Smith, he mentioned that I believe season two talks about the aftermath of the perch. So interesting. It might be something worth checking out. I know it's on Amazon Prime, two seasons. So maybe I'll get into it now, now that I, this is all fresh in my memory. And like I said, I like being in this world. There are certain franchises that you watch and you're stuck in. That's like a good time to watch them all, all as one. It's fun. Like I defended it last night. I was in a chat with you know some people and I was like, oh yeah, I don't like it. This and that. I don't like the first one. I don't like. The, I'm like I go. You know what? Coming into it, I, I was just like kind of like, eh, we'll see. But I, I enjoyed my time with it. it. It was nice being in, you know, in this in this fictional world where, where this purge happens, and especially maybe now with everything politically and everything. But. It's cool. I'm finding with watching so I'm finding with watching so many movies that it's really coming down to enjoyment factor. And even though, yeah, they, they all are similar in, in in a sense. What's wrong with that if you enjoy them? If oh, you enjoy one, if you yeah. enjoy one, you you should enjoy them all. I mean, I get that not, not one necessarily because I know some people feel like one is drastically different than the next three. But uh, but if you enjoy the concept behind it, they they all sort of stay within the same realm of each other. It's the same way with Saw. It's like, but, you know, the weak Saw is still a good Saw. 
I love similar. I, you'll never hear me complain saying I want uh, it to go somewhere else. I uh, don't want that. I, that's what I understand. Some people do. You'll never hear that complaint. Oh, it's more of the same. And uh, if it's good, I want more of the same. Do I want them to take a little bit of a chance? Maybe. But if but if something is a fucking eight or a nine or a ten out of ten, and I get and, and the complaint for the next movie is more of the same, you know what? I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. So same, I feel the same about the Hatchet film. I, know I have my complaint. See, Hatchet wasn't more the same, and hence my complaints. And maybe one day we'll do it. Two and three felt. Uh, we don't have the time. But no, I, I, I agree. It's so I felt interesting. Like it was more of the same. I just felt like same. part two became uh, a little bit too actiony. Part two had too much goofy comedy. Part three, three became too actiony. That's oh, my really? oh. Maybe we'll do it someday. Maybe we'll do it. But uh, thank you, Catherine, for for letting us do this one. And like I said, thank we all had a, a thanks, good. Yeah, so next show, 126, uh, The Rental, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, the, the, the 2014, and Body Double. So interesting show. Three movies, we'll be able to bullshit a little bit more, and we won't be so rushed. But guys, as soon as football season's over, um, we won't have to worry so much about <laughs> time limits. But then again, by that time, we're, it's going to be a different format anyway. But thanks for uh, you know putting up with our quicker type review. Blessed be the patrons and blessed be the new founding fathers. <laughs> a nation reborn. A nation reborn. <laughs> I wish we had the uh, sound effect for the, uh, the siren. I don't even oh, want I to attempt it. to do it. It'll I'll try like to me... put it on. Yeah, it'll sound like, it'll sound like me blowing. That's pretty good, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded better when we could barely hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're wearing that baby mask. <laughs> anyway, we love you long time.